Quest Gaming Network presents Elder Scrolls Off the Record. everyone welcome to elder scrolls off the record today is turdos evening star the fifth i am your host ivarwin and we've got a fantastic show for you tonight we've got a whole lot of stuff we want to get into we're going to be talking about the eso character progression video as well as the article creating eso designing skill lines and then we'll be discussing the heavy armor concept art that came out this week as well Actually, I think they may have come out about two weeks ago. But since this is our first episode since Thanksgiving, we've got a little catching up to do. Uh, Lou will be presenting The Faiths of Tamriel Part 2 in our lore segment, The Elder Scroll, plus your dev question of the week, our host mod challenge of the week. Dave will be reporting on Jedis in Skyrim and your emails. Well, if that were not enough... Again, I am your host, Ivarwin, but I am not alone. I have my fantastic, awesome hosts with me today. And first up is the one and only lore man himself, is Lewis, the lore master Olan. Hey, Ivarwin. Hello, chatter. What's going on? Hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. You celebrated. Yes, yes. And next up is Dave. D-Enforce once ate a whole sandwich, Adams. <laughs> I did. Hey, everybody. Gonna be a great show today. I'm in one of those weird moods, so Shank's gonna get it. Oh, boy. And speaking of Shank, he's here, too. Senor, Senor Shank, the G of Philip himself. What's going on, man? Yo, what's up? Uh, so I came back from Boston and my PlayStation 4 actually got up and gave me a hug because it missed me so much. I believe that happened. Yeah, it did. I believe Ew. that happened. Uh, we're not alone, fellas. We've we've got we've got a uh, we've got a brand new friend to hang out with today, and that is Rode from Tisocast, Twonk Hammer's Tisocast. Oh man. The Naked Nord is here to represent. <laughs> it is fantastic to finally get you on the show. It's fantastic to be here. Glad you could have me. Yeah, absolutely. Where um, where can where can everyone find you? Well, if you'd like to get a hold of me, and I'm not sure why you'd want to do that, but if you do, you can find me at twonkhammer.com where we post all episodes of TisoCast. You can also email me all your hate mail to road at twonkhammer.com. And if you'd like to stalk me on the Twitter, you can find me at that road guy. At that road Damn, guy. Back. Oh, very oops. good. Okay, so uh, we just want to give a shout out to Eric Dawson, a fan who sponsored our show in part today, who would like to invite all of you 
to his, uh, I suppose I should be delicate when I say this, his city prison Minecraft server. That changes everything, of course. Uh, check out the forums at minecraftforum.net and search for City of Gold 172 City Prison. That is City Prison Minecraft server. City of Gold 172 City Prison on minecraftforum.net. So we've got we've got a pretty big video that dropped this week, and um, we're going to show it in its entirety. Uh, it's about five minutes long. And basically, uh, what had happened was on Tuesday, December 3rd, this week, all right, Zoss released a video hosted by lead gameplay designer Nick Conkle that uh, explained what character progression is like in Elder Scrolls Online. Now, um, because I apparently am jumping all over the notes, I, I uh, forgot to mention a couple of things that I wanted to get into first. Speaking of Nick Conkle, um, we're going to have him on Elder, excuse me, on ESO Alliance tomorrow. Uh, for for episode two. So so first, we want to mention a couple of things quick. Uh, Shank, why don't you uh, save me from the apparent death I'm giving myself, and <laughs> let's go into some of this stuff first before we hit the video. <laughs> sure. So um, we got a couple quick things uh, to mention here. For uh, for instance, there are new items that are coming to the Bethesda store, um, such as the Imperial Frostbite hoodie. No relation to the Frostbite engine from Dice. Absolutely um, not. Absolutely none. Um, Alduin's Bane's snowboard and the Realm of the Dragonborn metal print. Um, I actually saw the the metal prints, and dude, they look pretty VA. So um, I kind of want one now. And uh, all these items are on pre-sale right now and in very, very limited quantity. So if you want to buy one, uh, head over to store.bethsoft.com, and uh, you can show off your super-duper Elder Scrolls fandom. Yay. Yay. <laughs> But that was, uh, and of course, as of Arwen mentioned, we have Mr. Nick the Conk, Conkle, Mr. Guy, <laughs> on uh, ESO <laughs> Alliance tomorrow night. <laughs> so uh, look forward to that. And uh, yeah, that's going to be cool. I, I, uh, but I, Arwen, I just want to say, I, to whoever recommended bringing him on the show, man, that guy's a genius. He's a total genius. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go ahead and, and throw this one out to you, Shank, and say that uh, you you saying that it would be a good idea to have him on uh, was absolutely genius. <laughs> oh well, well, thank you. I, I, I graciously accept that uh, without a doubt. Um, but we're not we're not going to be alone tomorrow on ESO Alliance. Uh, certainly not. It records uh, right here on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. And uh, yeah, sure, we're gonna have. Uh, uh, the conch, and, and known as in, 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 in uh, Spanish-speaking territories as El Conk, um, he will be joined as well uh, by by this man right. Here. <laughs> this man right here, Road from Tisocast, will be joining the ESO Alliance as well tomorrow. I'm looking forward to every minute of it. I'm sure. I'm sure Senor El Conk is as well. They also note him in uh, French Canada and in France, Le Con. Le Con. I was waiting for someone to bring that up. Like, Come on, let's bring another language in here. If someone's going to make a bad joke while I'm here, it's got to be me. That's like one of the only things I'm good at. So basically, so basically, we're getting that Nick Conkle has a his his own figs release. Is that was that what I'm understanding here? Without a doubt, there is a French, okay. Italian, German, and Spanish uh, version of Nick Conkle out there. 
we're we're gonna have the English version on on the show tomorrow for ESO Alliance again 7 p.m. right here at Quest Gaming Network twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network um, but it may be simulcast in Italian French and uh, German as well. <laughs> I'm scared of the German version of his name. I just, I'm just das Kong, das Kong. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, guys, we've got we've got the return of bumpers. Bumpers are coming back, and um, you've asked for it, our QGN fans. So, if these things stink, I I blame you. And here we go. <laughs> here, here here is our our very first uh, bumper for discussion topics. Which I jumped the gun earlier. I I apologize, but here it is. Enjoy. In their tongue, he's Dovahkiin. Dragonborn. Don't make fun of me. You love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, the motions that went along really made that. You like that? You put some heart into it. I certainly did. I certainly did. Um, <clears throat> so, so, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and we're going to play this video. All right. Tuesday, again, uh, Tuesday, December 3rd, Zoss released a video hosted by lead gameplay designer, Nick Conkle that explained what character progression is like in Elder Scrolls online. The video, which is just short of five minutes describes how attributes, skill trees, active and passive skills work together to progress your character and allow you to build the type of avatar you want to be. In Tamriel. And we've got the video for you right here, and we're going to play it and then discuss the points made afterward. Guys, ready? You guys stoked? I was born ready. (laughs) Oh dear. Sorry. (laughs) Here we go. My name is Nick Conkle, and I'm lead gameplay designer for The Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls games have always had very open-ended progression systems, and this one's no different. There's a huge number of choices, and you can choose to focus on one, or spread yourself amongst all of them. And of course, if you spend enough time, you can eventually master them all. So let's start with the very basics. As you play the game, killing monsters, doing quests, or exploring the world, you're going to gain experience points that's going to allow your character to level up. It isn't just leveling up that gives you skill points. You can also get them by finding special shards in the world called Sky Shards, or by doing special quests along the main path. When you do level up, you get a point to spend in an attribute and a point to spend in a skill. Attribute points increase the three basic resource pools in the game, health, magicka, and stamina. Health is drained when you take damage in combat, magicka when you cast spells, and stamina when you sprint or use weapon abilities. Attributes are how you define your character in broad terms. Do I want to be really survivable? Do I want to be a mage caster person? Or do I want to be a physical in-your-face type attacker? Skill points, on the other hand, allow you to define your character in a specific way. So you can spend a point to learn an ability or a spell, and abilities or spells belong to a skill line, which is a thematic connection of abilities. The more you use abilities from a specific skill line, like, say, Stone Fist from the Earth Magic skill, the more you'll have access to the abilities later in the line, like Petrify or Magma Armor. After you gained enough experience with an ability, you get the opportunity to morph it to further customize your experience with it. So, for example, the Templar ability Rush Ceremony, which heals a nearby ally, can be morphed so that it heals three nearby allies, or so that it restores magicka to you when you cast it. 
After you've advanced far enough in a skill line, you gain access to ultimate abilities, which are some of the most powerful abilities in the game. Things like Dragon Leap on the Dragon Knight, or Overload on the Sorcerer, or Nova on the Templar. Ultimate abilities work a little differently from the rest of the abilities in the game. They don't consume magic or stamina. Instead, you have to build up for the opportunity to use them, and then when you do, you can have a devastating effect on the battlefield. So we've been talking a lot about spells that you can use in combat, which we call active abilities. But you can also spend your skill points on passive abilities. And those have a more subtle effect that's permanent on your character. So it can be things like increase the damage you cause over fire spells, or something like where your lightning magic will have a chance to cause the target to disintegrate instantly and turn into a pile of ash. There are two decisions you make at character creation that will affect the skill lines you have as you progress your character further. Your race, which gives you a set of abilities that helps define the identity of that choice, and your class, which actually gives you three unique skill lines that follow a general theme without actually forcing you into a specific role. Your class and race skills only represent a fraction of what's possible to get in the game, though. There's a whole set of general skills that are available to anyone who plays the game. A good example of this is the weapon and armor skills, which every character starts the game with, and anyone can take the time to learn and master. So no matter what class or race I picked, if I pick up a sword and shield, I can start getting stronger with that weapon. Or, alternatively, if I want to wear light armor and use a staff, I can become a good mage. You can also find entirely new skill lines for your character by playing the game and exploring the world. This ranges from relatively easy things to do, like join the Mages Guild or join the Fighters Guild, or by finding out in the world the opportunity to become a werewolf or a vampire. Getting one of these new skill lines gives you the opportunity to get special abilities that wouldn't be available to your character otherwise. We've really only scratched the surface of all the different combinations of builds and abilities that players have been making using this progression system, and that's what you'd expect at a Metal Scrolls game. It's all about player choice. You can build the character the way you want to, and we can't wait to see what you guys come up with. guys pretty pretty epic wouldn't you say yeah um there's okay so if you guys have been following our show for the last i don't know year (laughs) 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 um i've basically been saying like throughout 2013 that you know it would be great if because they've been zasa's They've, they've kind of, like, done these kind of uh, things via, like, uh, Ask Us Anythings or other small little, like, articles and stuff. But I have all, I've been asking and asking and asking, saying, guys, like, you know, it would be great to see a video or ser- ser- set of videos saying, this is what, you know, MMO people can expect. This is kind of the type of stuff that Elder Scrolls people can expect. And it seems... I'm going to take full credit for this video because I'm pretty oh sure Zenimax listens to me specifically. <laughs> of course, of course. They have, they have a full staff dedicated to Shank and his needs. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> to, the basement. to all of you Elder Scrolls fans out there who are asking for stuff like this, uh, you're welcome. 
Wow. This, <laughs> Dave, Dave, did you ask for this? I, I, I didn't ask for it either. No, but I, I mean, seriously though, I, I am, I am very, very happy with this because it, this shows us in a very, very real sort of visual way with, you know, not just text and Nick Conkle talking about it, but shows us actual how you apply it in the game with the actual video and use of in-game footage. So I like this. Um, yes, it might be information that we've heard, but to see it um, in you know snippets of gameplay like this is a totally different thing for somebody like me, and I really, I really do appreciate it. I really like it. And it, uh, it's, 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 it, it, they're doing the right thing for people like me. I'll say that much. All right. Uh, what we're gonna do <clears throat> regarding this video is uh, we're gonna we're just gonna kind of go around the the uh, the room here and sort of capture everyone's first impressions on the video. Sort of get that out of the way, and then we're gonna we're gonna cover um, basically point by point some of the stuff that this video uh, brings up. And you know, guys, if there's anything that you want me to stay on, or you want to raise up any questions or concerns or or comments regarding some of the points, you know, jump right on in. Uh, I want to start with uh, with Rhodes since he's he's our guest. Oh. Um, what what exactly when you saw this video, Road? What went through your mind? Well, first off, yeah, as I've said a, a couple other times, but being that I haven't had the chance to get my hands on the game, unlike it seems like most other people out in the community at this point, um, any opportunity to see more of the game is a bonus for me. So I was happy that there was another video put out, and I I think they should put one out every week. But that's just me and my needy needs. But uh, I think of all, the coolest part of this entire video was when they were explaining or, you know, showing some of the ultimates. And while I've heard a lot of people talk about how the dragon wings are cool and yay dragons, okay, that's fine. Will there be dragons? Well, you'll have dragon wings. That's close enough, right? Um, Nova. It's all about Nova. It, that is the single coolest thing I've seen come out of any video released to this point. Yeah. yeah. And I need to see more of it. Nova's uh, seems like a pretty pretty amazing skill. Uh, Lou, what about you? I mean, what are, what were some of your thoughts on this video? Well, I, I'm with Shank. I mean, I, I mean, yes, it's a lot of information that we've all, I guess, seen and read about before. But the one thing that does make it stand out for me is the fact that they actually showed you in par with everything. Saying, all right, you know what? Yes, we've talked to, we've talked about our, our skill trees. We've talked about you know, how it's set up, how things are supposed to work. But nothing beats an auto visual aid. You know, I think this is why this is it's a nice uh, thing that they did that Sauce has done here with with releasing this character creation video. They showed you, yes, we we've, we've talked to you about Morph. We we know you have an idea of what it is, but you know what? This is what it is exactly. You know, this is how it is right now at this point in time. Here's your ability. Here's your skill tree. This is what it looks like. Okay, and oh, by the way, if you even want a little bit more details, this is how you morph it. <laughs> okay, so it doesn't get any more, I guess, clear cut than that. Right. Uh, you know, for 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 MMO uh, new players like Shank, even for veterans like you know uh, some of us, you know a lot of us here, it's just a clear-cut explanation as to how things are going to work at this point. You know, at this point in the game's development, they're showing you this is what we're thinking about, this is how it's done. You know, again, it's another way to say if you have any problems, any issues, any fears, comments, any suggestions here. This is what we've got. What do you think? You know, what about uh, what about you, Dave? I know what everyone's thinking. They're they're expecting me to say there was no in, new information, and this sucks. Well, the fact is, is what, there is no new information, but it doesn't suck. And here's why. This entire... I know Gasp, right? This entire time, we've been getting bits and pieces of the whole story. But 
like Lou said, we've never seen it in action. We don't know what it looks like completely put together and whole. And that's what this shows you. You know, all the little bits and pieces they've been hinting along the way, this is finally them putting it in one nice little package, and all the pieces add up to something much more than all the pieces individual. And we're actually getting our, the first chance outside of those people who were in beta or went to one of these these different conventions and actually got to play the game. This is your first chance to really look at the gameplay of this game and get a feel for what they're trying to show you. That's a great thing. Yeah. I I definitely I agree with you on that point, Dave. I mean, um, would it have been Im- good to get some new information? Oh, God, yes. Freaking in-game. Yeah. Give me PvE, damn it. You, you, you made me say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, it, it absolutely would have. But I, I don't necessarily think that, you know, that's, that's sort of... That that was sort of the the way they were going about with this. I, I think if they were going to give new information, we would have we would have um, we would have heard about it, or we would have been teased about it more than just you know. Oh, by the way, here's a five minute video. I don't think this it would have gone that way. This could be a tease, though. What's that? This could be a tease. This could be a summary of everything before now. And now that they have all that, that they feel is set in stone, everything out from here on out could be more than that this could be we're Good done point. with step one mm-hmm. now let's move forward step two three four down the line this could be the definitive here's the base game now we're going to add on some crazy stuff as we continue progression throughout creating the game for you uh, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, uh, Road, do you think that we're imminently going to to be getting some some brand new information, some pretty epic stuff that we've never heard before, or uh, or do you think, you know, we still have some some time to go? Actually, you know, I think he's got a great point. This video is kind of a culmination of most of what we know to this point in a very brief, informative format. So it's pretty feasible that this video could just be the foothold for the next step on the, you know, next wave of information drops. And, I mean, technically speaking, we are getting to that point with an MMO, you know, during development that we should be getting a lot more information. We should should start hearing more about it because if things work out the way they had last time said when, you know, launch is expected, you know, that's not that far away. So it's right now where they should start hammering us with information, especially with the holidays coming. You know, Mm -hmm. that's the perfect time to get people amped up for it. Yeah. When do you think this game is going to come out? I would like to say the end of March, but probably mid-April would be my guess. Mid-April. Sometime around Easter. Yeah. Okay. Because who needs to spend time with their family? You have an MMO to play. I agree. I I absolutely agree, you know. Who uh, really? cares about who cares about those people? <laughs> you got an MMO, man. <laughs> <laughs> Family, you can see them anytime you want. Your raid team needs you now. Exactly, in 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 the biggest way, of course. Absolutely. Um. So so we're gonna go down point by point here. All right. Uh. The video basically started off mentioning uh, Elder Scrolls games have an open ended progression system. You guys, you guys agree on that? Obviously. I mean, from what you saw, do you think that we're looking at what looks like an open ended progression system? Um. <clears throat> From what I saw in that video, it looks like the most open-ended of the Elder Scrolls games that I have played. 
Um, the most I, open-ended? Yeah, because uh, what I mean by that is that, like, so in in from Oblivion to Skyrim, there's a very clear um, there's a very clear jump in how how much freedom you have in developing your skills. For example, Oblivion, you have major skills and minor skills. Skyrim, you don't have any major or minor. You just have skills. You can pick anyone. So in that sense, it opened up a lot to give you how much freedom you want, and it was very, very kind of open as far as, oh, yeah, you, so you level up, you get a perk, do whatever, put it in whatever skill you want. And in that sense, I think this, what we saw in that video and what we've been reading about, it seems like it's a natural evolution of what uh, Skyrim has in place already. Mm-hmm. And I think, I, I mean, we'll, we'll see in the article later on when we get to it it's, uh, uh, eventually, but I, I kind of like, uh, like it because especially adding that, that morphing ability, it's, that, that's adding just another, that's adding one more piece to what is already, you know, you, you saw the list of skills in that, in that video, like how many different things can you choose, you know? So I, I like it. I, I like the I like where they're going with it so far. It's a good it's a good starting step to what they will I think eventually evolve into. Uh, you know, six months, a year down the line. Yeah. What about you, Dave? You seem like you you had something to say. <laughs> Try not to interrupt. Um, honestly, I'm worried that you that they're trying to put a limit on how many uh, skill points you can have. That's my worry. Um, as for open-ended progression, I know that they have other systems in play other than Sky Shards, other than gaining skill points a new level. There's other things in the game that you can do to level your character or at least make yourself better. What what did you see that would make you think that they're trying to limit the amount of skill points you're trying to get or that you, well, you there, can acquire? First I mean, off, there's I kind of feel the opposite. Cap. There's a level cap, okay. one, and Sky Shards are, to my knowledge, not infinite. Okay, yeah, no, there's, so... There's a set number of them. So, because there's a set number of both, if someone gets all of them, they're no longer progressing. Well, that's not necessarily true, though, because they can still walk around and, you know, just kill stuff, do quests, turn in stuff, discover stuff. I mean, you can still get experience that way, which, to my knowledge, that's that adds to your leveling system. So, Sky Shards being finite, I, I feel like that that's one avenue of progression, but there's still others um, that I think right, right. still... but that they showed in this video, the only one that they showed was the Sky Shard and the, the leveling to gain skill points. They didn't even talk about veteran uh, anything. You know, the well, that we spoke about in the past. Right. I think I think the reason for that is probably well, I don't want to give I don't want to give Zenimax any any reasons, but for, for me personally, I think adding anything else to the conversation would have would have sort of um, been overload been al- right exactly i think that was the word yeah. i was looking for is definitely overload i mean uh, to that point and dave i i mean you you bring up something that i i honestly have to completely wholeheartedly disagree on um i i think a great game any game is obviously finite but i think mm-hmm. a great game is going to feel you know uh like there's endless possibilities out there and i think especially in in what i've seen with the skill lines and how many ways you can acquire either experience or skills, uh, skill points. Um, I sort of feel like there, there, there may be too many ways to gain skill points. And at some point you're going to be like, I don't even know what to do with all these things. I, you know, I kind of feel Uh, like, well, real quick, I I hate to interrupt, but I completely agree with you. 
I feel that there are many ways to customize your character. It is you get what it was six slots to put stuff in. Mm-hmm. That's out of all the things you can choose from, out of all the passives you can put points into, there is a ridiculous amount of combinations. I'm not disagreeing there. My my point of fact is there is a limit to how many things you can put points into. Sure. That's all I'm saying. And that's what they talk about in this in this this message that they're trying to send out today is, hey, we have an open-ended progression system. Oh, by the way, it, it ends. Now, yeah. that's not what the game talks about when you actually get into the meat that they're not displaying here in this video is that it actually is a lot more open-ended than they're discussing in the video. I, I agree it's open-ended. I, I just don't agree that it's open-ended in the case oh. of gaining skill points. All right. So so maybe what you're saying is is that – yeah, I still don't get it because you're saying that <laughs> – I don't know. We should probably move on because we've got a lot to go through. But well, I do have something to ask real quick. Go um, ahead. Go ahead, John. If we've got a finite set of skill points and you've got all these different skill trees that you can go through to spend set points in – how is that going to affect the trees that they release later on down the line, like you know the Dark Brotherhood or the Thieves Guild or whatever else they decide to throw at us past that point? If you use all your skill points at that point, I mean, are you going to be able to reset to be like, well, no, I want to use this skill tree now instead of using this one that I've stopped using, you know, a hundred hours ago? There's two ways they could solve that. Uh, one, which I believe they have mentioned that they want to do, if not at launch, immediately after, was the ability to reset your skills and redistribute. Yeah, and that's something Second, we're actually going to we're gonna touch on that later on in the show with the, um, the uh, Designing Skill Lines uh, article. Good. Uh, the second thing that they've spoke about is that they are, there are actually quests that you can undergo that will give you skill points. So, in, yeah. if they wanted to, they could just add quests that give you such skill points as they desire. And that's that's the next point that that um, we're, we're getting into right here is they described that the uh, there's experience that as you play the game you'll gain experience to level and then you'll acquire skill points or through collecting sky shards to acquire skill points or by doing special special quests as well. Those are those are some ways that you can gain skill points. Yeah. Oh my God. Can you can you guys? I'm fantasizing a little bit here, but can you guys imagine? Nope. I mean, that's okay. But can you guys like so in in the Elder Scrolls games? And you guys will have to correct me, you Morrowind fans. Um, but at least in Oblivion and Skyrim, for example, finding the Dark Brotherhood is a very sort of tedious, difficult, exciting thing. I can honestly imagine a scenario where you get a skill point for just by finding the Dark Brotherhood. Because that's not an easy thing in some of these games. Because they don't tell you overtly, like, hey, there's a group of assassins over here. Let's go join them. So, I think that'd be cool. Uh, well, you know, depending on how that works, yeah, that, that might be actually um, pretty cool. Uh, they also had mentioned that you can spend one of your points. You can spend your points. All right, once you level up, you get a point for your attributes. All right, you can put it into one of three attributes, health, magic, stamina. All right. Uh, you also get another point to spend in your skill line. So you get. So the way this works is every time you level up, you get you get two points, one for your attributes to put into one of those three attributes, and then another for your for your skills, for your skills and abilities. And that's the that's the skill point that you use in order to advance your skill lines. 
All right, you get another, and, and like I just said, you get another point to, to spend in your skill lines, and that helps define your character in a more specific way. Uh, the point unlocks an ability or a spell, which is part of that skill line. All right, now now here's here's where I think it starts to really open up quite a bit. They mention you have skill lines for your class. There's three skill lines within that. Six lines, six skill lines for your weapons. Three for your armor. There's also skill lines for your guild, such as uh, the Mage's Guild and the Fighter's Guild. And a skill line for your race and all of the various different uh, trade skills that you want to get into. Um, let's let, now, now, I want to bring this over to Lou. How does that... What is this saying to you? How does this feel? Is that where it should be? Is that... Is that too little? Is that too much? Well, given for what we've seen so far from the character progression video and then what we've seen from the conventions we've been to... All right. Uh, I like I like the system so far how it works. All right, the one skill point for your attributes and the one skill point for your skill lines. You know, and as we're talking here, you know, it. it I, I like I don't want to say use force, but you know, it, it makes a person think or really think carefully as to what they want to do, like how they really want to build their character. Mm-hmm. Um, because think about it, you know, you get the one point to spend your skill lines. Like, what do you want to do? You got to either put it in class. Uh, you know, one out of three in class, one out of the six in weapons, one out of three in armor. You know, I, I foresee a lot of players just sitting there for several minutes as I go, all right, what do I want to do? What the hell do I want to do? <laughs> you know, maybe avoiding, like I've done sometimes in other games, like I avoid leveling up abilities and skills just because, you know, I haven't thought it out yet. Yeah, You know, exactly. you get that last minute, that last minute self-doubt saying, oh, crap, you know what, I may not want to do that because I may, you know, get myself later on down the line. Uh, you know, it's going to make people... Really think hard as to what they want to do because even though we can reset it, you know they said you can reset your points, uh, you know. But you know that can be a hassle in terms of either money, you know, in-game money or, or whatever system they use in place to do that. Um, well, but I, I do like. I mean, I think this is one way that uh, ESO is actually going to make a difference uh, in the way the game is coming out. You know, because it's going to make you actually sit there and think. You know, how do I really want to play this game? You know, what really fits me and my avatar or this particular avatar. Do you think that this is going to speak to either the Elder Scrolls crowd or the MMO crowd, both or neither? I think this is a system that can appeal to both. I mean, it's easy to understand for those who've just played the single-player RPGs, but it's also a system that MMO veterans are used to. Okay, They've seen systems similar to this, so to them, it shouldn't be anything too difficult yeah, to process. All right, you know, well, a few minutes, read it over, look it over, go, you know, all right, I understand, because I've seen this in other games. Like, I've seen it in World of Warcraft. I've seen it in, in EverQuest. I've seen it in Dark Age of Camelot. You know, mm-hmm. other MMOs that have been out there that have used, employed similar systems in the past. Well, it just so happens that um, we have we have Rode, who is who uh, a tremendous amount of experience in MMOs, and then Shank as well, who may not necessarily have uh, the the MMO expertise and experience as Road, but certainly has a tremendous amount of time in Elder Scrolls games. So uh, let's let's start with Road on on this one question alone. As far as as far as this, okay, skill lines: three for your class, six for your weapons, six skill lines for each different weapon type. Okay, three for the different types of armor. 
you're, you're, for the guilds as well, Mage's Guild, Fighter's Guild, there's one for your race, there's one for all the different trade skills out there. As drawing from your MMO experience, how do you think this is appealing to an, to an MMO player? I really think it, it is, because as much as a lot of MMO players talk about the Holy Trinity, the tank, the healer, and, you know, the DPS, which is what I usually do, um, there's always this part of the community that's looking to break away from that, and while, yeah, you're still going to be able to fulfill those roles, you're, st- you're going to be able to also do hybrids to an extent, and... Any game that, you know, offers some kind of customization to allow them to play one role or multiple roles or, you know, the the free ability to switch between roles as needed, that's going to be much better received, um, maybe right out the gates, and, you know, eventually people will probably just fall into those cookie-cutter roles because it's what they're used to. But having the ability to do something new while also having the ability to maintain the, the present course of MMO gaming that's going to do a lot for the MMO players, uh, for the most part. But it's also, you're, you're, you've got a lot of things in front of you, and you can do literally any of them. So I think it's going to be kind of a, a tough choice. Is this, you know, going with this weapon going to be the right thing for me? Is going with, you know, going with this guild the right thing for me? Is piecemealing it out so I'm using, you know, leveling up ten different things all at the same time and using little bits from each of them going to be what's good for me? Yeah. So it's yet to be seen. Is there is there an MMO out there right now on the market that you've played in your experience that that follows this very closely? The only one that because I mean I I do have quite a bit of experience with certain MMOs, but I think the one that really says anything to me in this regard is uh, the Secret World. That game has a lot of customizations, and you can it, you know eventually really get maxed out on everything so you can mm-hmm. just freely switch between roles as needed and it does give you a lot of choices for customization much in the same way this does how's it feel i like it i like it a lot shank what about you um coming drawing from your elder scrolls experience is this does is that elder scrolls does that feel like elder scrolls to you or should there should there be something else here this to me is a good start, uh, and uh, like everything uh, that I, that I'm getting with this, I, I uh, with this, the, the information that we've received, you know, so far about this game cumulatively, this is one of those things that I'm also cautiously optimistic about because this is a good start. There are, um, for example, you don't have in the in the traditional Elder Scrolls games, you don't have skill lines for your class, you don't have skill lines for uh, your your race necessarily. Um, you do have trade skills, weapons, armor, etc., that kind of stuff. So this is I see this as a good base from which they can start off of. But they have to be. What um, one of the things I really like about Skyrim is that you know at any point, even if I'm like a level forty five uh, archer, I still feel like okay, even though I've never picked up a one handed weapon, I can still pick it up. And start, you know, leveling and just getting perk points and stuff with this weapon. Um, so they have to be very careful uh, that, in order to k- still maintain that uh, perception and that feeling of, you know, I still have all this freedom that I can pick and choose. They have to be very careful that they don't, um, that they don't um, 
accidentally, you know, make your choices, like accidentally uh, funnel you down a certain path, even though there's so many choices to make. At no point should it feel that, you, you know, oh man, well, I'm so far in this one skill line, it's almost not worth it to switch over and try another skill line. Um, it should still have that kind of open feel. So that's why I'm saying, like, this is a good start. I can see, um, of course, there, there's, the, I'm sure that they're going to be adding stuff to this. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, without as, a doubt. As an Elder Scrolls base, this is a good start. But, uh, like I said, it, they just have to be very careful that they don't make it feel that I'm too far into this one skill line. It's too late for me to switch over and try something new, which I think that's a, that's a very fine balance because I don't play MMOs. I don't know how this balancing issue works. Mm -hmm. But from a purely Elder Scrolls standpoint, which is all my experience right now, that's I have never felt in an Elder Scrolls game, I'm too far gone in here. I can't do this. Okay. Uh, pushing forward, all right. Another thing that was brought up during the, the video is they said that the more you use skills and abilities, you gain access to the others in the skill line. All right, these skills, abilities gain experience as you use them on your hotbar. These then morph and allow them to take on new properties. And they gave the example of Rushed Ceremony. Can either heal three people when used or just regain Magicka after being used. Now, Rushed Ceremony, they had said, is, is a uh, skill in which you can heal a nearby ally and then it morphs after you've used it enough. And it morphs, and you have two different choices. You can either heal three new by, uh, nearby allies, or you can use it to still heal, but also it'll, it'll regain magic after being used. Um, morphing is, is something that's, that's brand new, at least in my opinion, to, to the Elder Scrolls genre. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you know, Dave, what, what, what do you feel? I mean, do, do you feel like this is, is, is uh, do you think this is alien? Do you think it fits? Okay, let's just say that hypothetically, I know a guy who's a ridiculous completionist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I e u, who once ate a whole sandwich. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> um, dude, I'm I'm so into being able to unlock everything and and be able to play with swapping things around and getting different ones. I I like the idea that you can uh, morph your abilities, but I kind of would like them to say, oh, well, once you can morph it, you can change it back if you want. Because sometimes you don't get what you pay for. Mm. So I, that's my only worry about it. But honestly, as long as the morphing keeps it the same or makes it even better, it's going to end up being good in the end. I, I sort of see this as just more customization. This is more ability for me to turn my character into me and Tamriel. It gives me more choice and that's what I want. I, w I don't want to be exactly like the guy next to me, you know, right. or, or exactly like, you know, the other 10 guys uh, or, you know, the 10th the guy next to me. I want to be as unique of a person as I possibly can be inside this game. I see Shank here bobbing his head up and down, agreeing with you emphatically, Dave, you know, Shank, what, what's that all about? What do you got? I, I, I like it. I mean, the, the more thing, there's a, there's a, and this ties back to what Dave is saying. Um, Supa asks, you know, do you think morphing skills is alien to Elder Scrolls games? And I think, you know, no, because I agree with Dave. I think this is, it's, it's, a, it's a great addition. They have to be careful with it to not necessarily punishing you for trying something, you know, to, for trying something different. I don't think you should be punished because you're 
poking and prodding at the game systems, as it were. I think that's a good thing. It's a healthy thing in Elder Scrolls games. I think this is a fantastic evolution of the already present, uh, the, you know, constantly evolving skill system in Elder Scrolls games. I think this is just another one of those things that um, maybe Elder Scrolls Six, the single-player game from Bethesda Studios, not ZeniMax, different studio guys. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> so when Bethesda makes their Elder Scrolls Six, I feel like this morphing would be a natural evolution, you know, adding on to a perk, for example. I think that'd be cool. So I, I like it. It's really cool. You know what it reminds me of is in Skyrim when you ha- get like a perk that says um, you you cast silently. Now, if you cast something from a completely different skill tree, it can cast silently. It's that same thought process mm-hmm. of mixing things together can make it better than it originally was. Yes, I yep, I agree. Uh, Lou, morphing, yay or nay, up or down, what do you think? I like it. Uh, I, I like that ability. I like what they're bringing into it. it, it again, it, it just gives more freedom to the players to say, you know what, you have the choices to morph these abilities, but you know, do they really fit what you want for this character? Yeah. You know, if you know when Shank creates his his cowardly avatar, uh, you know, <laughs> is he going to invest in stamina? Yes, because you know he's going to be sprinting like a madman and sneaking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so obviously. Uh, you know, by using a couple abilities he finds useful while he's, you know, picking flowers, gathering resources, or what have you, you know, he may find that, you know what, maybe I don't want to morph that ability. Because in the end, what he wants to do with it, maybe he's at the right, it's at the spot it needs to be. Okay? And like he was saying before, you know, why should he be punished for doing something, trying something out, or not doing something? Because he feels it's not, what it's, the benefit it's going to give him really won't benefit him in the end. Okay, so I, I do like the fact that morphing is, is there. I like the fact that Zoss is bringing in there saying, hey, because you're using this skill or ability often, we can make it more powerful, but if you don't, you don't have to. Okay, there's no, uh, I guess you, you won't miss it because you're using it already. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you want to use it more, a more powerful way, different way, here you go. And remember, we only have six spots on the on the skill bar. Yeah, very so true. Again, yeah, so again you're going to be forced to think about, all right, do you really want to morph that ability? Because if you change it, how is that going to affect your play style? Yeah. You know, I after think, a while, um, you're going to feel like you're going to want to get rid of it or morph it back to pa- what it was originally. Passives you know, for so. uh, passives for me are going to be a, a big thing. Um, Chat room is actually uh, comparing the morphing to in Morrowind and Oblivion where you can create your own spells. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's, a, that's a good comparison, actually. That actually, that's a very good comparison. <laughs> Is that... It's not that different from Skyrim's uh, skill tree system either. You know, you do go through and you technically you morph the spells as you apply points to the spell trees that it's applicable to. So the spells do change over time. They don't stay constant unless, of course, you just don't use them. Well, that's definitely a good way of thinking about it. I, that completely yeah. escaped me. I That went right over my head. Yeah, you're, you, both of you guys are 100% right on that. Hundred percent right. Um, okay, so so moving forward, and uh, I think I lost my place. <laughs> okay, here we go. After after advancing far enough in a skill line, you unlock an ultimate ability. Ultimate abilities do not require a resource like magicka or stamina, but rather you build up power as you fight, and then you're able to use the ultimate ability. And they gave the example of Dragon Leap. 
Overload, or Nova. Very, very interesting. Very interesting here. Um, now, again, I like like the morphing before, and please, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. Like I was before, Ultimate Abilities to me does not say, does not necessarily say Elder Scrolls. Doesn't necessarily say MMO either, but but to me, it says fun gameplay. You know, uh, Road. I mean, what what do you think? Is this is this uh, is this fitting as well? Uh, I would say actually going back to uh, my previous point on Skyrim, I would say this is absolutely like oh, something you'd see in Elder Scrolls. If you think at the tops of the master level spells of the you know, like the destruction magic trees. You've got your Firestorm, you've got uh, Blizzard, I think. I can't even remember what it is. Never mm-hmm. used it. But essentially, you can summon a huge, powerful spell, which requires you to use both hands just to cast it, rather than freely be able to use you know, one hand or the other, along with the same spell, a different spell, a sword, whatever, you know, what have you. It is an ultimate spell. And so throwing in ultimate abilities seems like a perfect fit. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, go ahead. Who else has something? Uh, I got something. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead over anybody's toes here. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm genuinely not sure how I feel about this. Um, I'm neither, I don't feel against it. I don't feel for it. I'm like, I really don't know how to feel about this. Um, but uh, Road, you were talking about uh, like the, for example, uh, if, you, if we look at the fireball ability, yes. the the difference here is that in in Skyrim, for example, you have to actually level that skill up, yes, and then you get that ability. But here it seems that if you just acquire enough resources, you can use it, and then you acquire more resources, and then use it again. Right. So I think there's there's. I think there's I don't know if it's necessarily a one to one comparison, but it's I, I understand what you're trying to say. But that being said, I, I'm not sure I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm gonna have to see how they use it and what they have in mind for it. Like if I saw this in action, I think it would it would help me understand it a little bit better. Uh but as far as is it Elder Scrolls or not, I don't know. I really don't know. It it, it depends on how they use it. So I'm completely on the fence on this one. I really don't know how to feel about it. Okay. Um, just to just to round off things, uh, as the video began to to close out, all right, uh, they had mentioned that you can also unlock passive effects on your character using these skill points in skill lines, for the, and they gave the example of increased damage to fire spells, lightning magic can disintegrate enemies and turn them into ash. Uh, they also brought up that race and class effects, excuse me, race and class affects what skill lines that you have access to. Uh, general skills like weapons, armor are more are open to everyone, no matter what race and class combination that you've picked. Uh, new skill lines can be found by exploring the mage and fighters guild, as well as the werewolf and vampire skill lines as well. So exploration is definitely something that that rewards you, um, and you can gain skills and complete skill lines from exploration. And we're, again, we're going to show you that a little bit uh, further on down the show. And they also emphasized, they ended it off by emphasizing that they want you to play the way you want to. Which is obviously a huge Elder Scrolls trope. Uh, guys, closing closing thoughts on this whole thing. From from start to finish, after we've, you know, you saw the video, we've, we've gone through it, I think, um, you know, quite uh, quite completely. 
what what do you think about this? And we're gonna we're gonna start with uh, with Dave on that. Well, I I think that what they showed was a great compilation. I I especially like to see the ultimates in action. Uh, God, Nova's just beautiful. Yes, <laughs> it really is. So uh, I, I'm really happy with seeing some some new footage being put out. Okay, and and road. I'm I'm with Dave on this one. I need to see it before I'm gonna believe it. Really, when it comes right down to it, I mean everything they've done with this video, they've presented what they wanted to present very well. They've shown that they are trying to aim for a meld between the Elder Scrolls fans and the MMO fans, and I mean that's what this game is trying to be. But until I have the game in my hands and I am able to judge it fairly because I played it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take what I can get. I like the video. That's really what it comes down to. What about you, Lou? And yet, I do like this video. Uh, as I mentioned before earlier on, it's a nice, quick little, I guess, little map for showing players, you know, this is exactly what we're trying to give you. Okay? We've talked about the skills, how it works, and now here's a great way of looking at it because this is it in action. Okay? This is the skill tree. This is an ability, as an example. This is what it turns into. You know, it, it starts off as A, but in the end, if you really want to invest in it, morph, morph it, and then eventually turn into an ultimate, boom, here you go. This is what this is what our skills and abilities will look like. And Shank, your closing, uh, your closing thoughts on the video. Uh, this was something that people like me needed to see. I mean, we needed to see this. Uh, we really did. Um, I'm I'm happy with the information uh, produced. This was it was great to see some to actually see stuff in action. I hope this is the first of many more additional videos like this. I hope I honestly hope we get bombarded with information. I really do. Because mm. um, honestly, it will it will really, really help assuage fears and help people decide on, should I buy this game? Should I not buy this game? So keep this is good. I mean, I want to see more stuff like this. What's uh, what's the chat room saying on this? Are they are they weighing in on on any of this discussion at all? Are they just uh, kind of kicking back a bit? Yeah, so I mean, they're 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 having actually. It, it's pretty interesting. They're they're talking about um, uh, going back to what Road was saying earlier. You know, like the master level skills, and they're also discussing what about the the ultimate skills. Um, actually, it's a lot about what Road was talking about here. And uh, actually, recently now they're asking about ESO Alliance because it looks like we got some people joining uh, late real quick. Oh, oh, very interesting, very interesting. Um, okay, so I guess we'll we'll just mention it's, that. Yes. Yeah. It seems that a lot of people are saying what I've said in the past, that they believe that this game is a major component is PvP. Which, honestly, if I was on the outside looking in, I'd say the exact same thing. Well, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's because that a lot of the discussion here uh, about their endgame has been very PvP-centered, if not, if not completely. Um, and that's that's you know something that that Shank and I have have said. We've got you know the community shouted us down, saying that you know PvP is not something that they need to talk less about. And you know I I maintain that even though PvP is extremely important to the end part of this game, um, it's not the only thing to do at end game. And you know I'm getting kind of Agreed. frustrated uh, well, having to remind uh, everyone that there are going to be large scale pv excuse me large group pve content awaiting us at level 50 and i i'm very interested in hearing this stuff what were you going to say mm-hmm. shank 
Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> I, I, totally, I agree with you. There, there's more endgame things than just PvP. I agree. Um, so, so creating ESO, designing, designing skill lines was a, you know what? F it. Road, what do you think about that? (laughs) What we were talking about, PVP, PVE, large scale PVE. Wow. I was so lost there for a second. (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) You know what? I'm just, I'm tired of going through the numbers right now. You know what? I want to, this is, this is something that we talk, we're, you know, where we was brought up. It's a big discussion, and I want to hear your, your stuff on it. What you, I want to hear your thoughts. All right. PvP is, without a shadow of a doubt, the You're wrong, Road. this game. <laughs> it happens, trust me, and I will be the first one to admit it when it does. Right. Prepare for it. It's about to happen. So, PvP is the lead selling point for this game to this point. Maybe not to the Elder Scrolls fans like Shank here, but... For the major MMO players that have been recently disappointed by certain MMOs that have come out that I may or may not also do a show about, just putting that out there, um, (laughs) (laughs) PvP does not get love. It just doesn't happen. PvP does not get love. doesn't matter where you go. You can argue to death that PvP in Game X over here or Game Dying Game over here gets love. It doesn't. Now, this game is supposed to be like the pivotal point of PvP that, well, Guild Wars 2 completely fell off the rails on. So, that's why they tout it so much, because they are trying to grab that that MMO market. And when it comes to the Elder Scrolls market, they already have you guys. Just admit it. You're, uh, you're invested. I, you're I, here, Shank. You can't argue that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would have to respectfully disagree with you on that one, sir. Well, and that's fine. I'm I'm not just an MMO, MMO player. I'm also a, a Elder Scrolls okay. fan. So the person they're missing is me, the MMO PvEer. I'm a hardcore raider. They have given me no reason to be here. And I agree with you completely. They have only given us vague... Vague, vague pictures. I mean, we're we're down to watercolors at this point, where the waters are running into each, like all the colors are just running in together in some cluster of, well, rainbow amazingness. We can <laughs> guess what's gonna happen, but until they show us what they mean, all the semantics in the world aren't going to sell it to your group, Dave. No, I, hey, I'm looking forward to the PP. I think it would be great. Once or twice, will it make me purchase a game? Will it make me resub? Hell no. Who's so really scary. into PvP here? Anyone? Not me. I think we have <laughs> okay. one guy in the chat. I, I mean, I don't mind it, but no. Right here. All right. So, so Road, you're you're re- you are actually really into PvP. I I did not. I actually didn't know that. Yes, the I'm, P- I'm the... more into PvP and single player PVE than anything with this game. All right, so so, so you're you're, hit me. you're into PvP. Does this is this is it speaking to you the 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 way they're coming across with with their their major their major um you know end game content right now discussion has been on PvP. Has it grabbed you as a PvP player? They've got me about eighty five percent right now. Oh, like, I'll, I love take the that. idea of a huge scale war where it is just bodies like World War Z style things hitting each other in the middle of an open field that looks amazing from all aspects no matter where you look 
And admittedly, at, for a fraction of a second, I might be distracted by that while running around naked in PvP life. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> let that sink in for a second. Let that marinate. <laughs> yes. So, the idea of running around with, uh, with my guild, Legend Gaming, going through, stomping the Aldmeri and the Daggerfall at every twist and turn, Wrong. is the only thing that I can really think about in PvP at this point. I just, I love the idea of being with an organized group of like-minded players that say, this over here is our land, we are going to take it, and gods help you if you try. In fact, summon any Daedric Lord of your desire, we will still stomp him down. That's what I'm looking forward to doing. I'm, I'm looking forward to a group where not just my guild, but any guild can go out there and make a name for themselves. Even if it's not, you know, a 300-man guild, even if it's only, you know, 10 people defending a fort on their own, as has been alluded to in another podcast, or podcast, or whatever it is. Yeah, that. <laughs> so, yeah, at this point, PvP is selling it for me. I love the idea of, you know, being out there to be in a free-roll environment, where I can do what I want to do, and and it should contribute to the overall war effort. Everyone plays their part, and with a a focused effort, you can do what you want with the numbers you have on you. Hmm. And and I have to say that as far as as far as PvP goes, I'm not a PvP guy, and and what I've seen so far has intrigued me. And we've always said that on the show. Um, it's just. I'm enough already. I want to... And not that I'm enough with PvP. It's just I, I want to hear... I haven't heard anything with, with PvE. I don't know what they've got up their sleeves. And I'm at this point, um, I'm I'm frustrated. I, I definitely am. I want to... I want to know what's behind that curtain because they've been keeping it very, very quiet. Um, That's... <laughs> Lou, you know, what, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I I enjoy PvP. I haven't played in the past few games because, you know, in my opinion, the past couple of moments I've played, their PvP systems are horrible uh, and unbalanced, so I don't do it. But, yes, what we've seen from ESO is promising. I mean, we're all excited for it, and I'm glad. It, it's actually getting other players who haven't played PvP for it. They want Now they're generally interested in trying it out, and that's a great step forward. Yeah. But, like you just said, and some others have said, Dave... As you alluded to, okay, keep it coming. But you know what? Let's start putting it in the back burner. Now you really need to sell it to the to the actual MMO crowd. I mean, right, is there? Get... I'm sorry to interrupt, but I mean, is there anybody here, and maybe even in the chat room, you know, is there anyone here that disagrees with me that maybe we just need to start hearing about PVE stuff now as well? Large large group PVE content. Please define that for me. What is that? What do you have up your sleeve? Is there anyone here that disagrees with me? Please, somebody. Point, I now. just want them to come forward and say we are or are not going to be talking about PVE because at this point they they have so much PVE talk that they could just be they could just come out and be like, okay, we want in game to be PvP. Just tell me and let me walk away now. Lou, because I've had enough of this PvP saturation with the, the way they do this game. There is no in game PvP. If you want to look at what they have right now, I'd tell you there is no in game PvP. Or PVE. I'm sorry. Right, right. There is no in-game PVE. And because, well, hold on. I want to. I want to give the floor back to Luke because I, I did rudely interrupt, and I, I'm very, very sorry well, for that. Well, he's kind of a jerk. He deserves but... to be interrupted. <laughs> and I want. I want him to. <laughs> yeah, I want you to finish your thought. You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, please, please continue, Lou. I'm, but I mean, is there? You know, Lou, do you disagree um, with me? 
No, no, I, I am all for it at this point now. I mean, at, if they've alluded to what a spring release, you know, early summer release, then again, the onus is on them. They need to start releasing this information now. Okay, the game's been developed for how many years? Okay, at this point in time, uh, this kind of project, they have to have materials out there that's ready for release. For me, the holidays coming up, they need to start putting this stuff out now. Okay, maybe not in a whole flood, but you know what? Again, I'm doing here, little teasers, tidbits, but something, okay? Enough of the, all right, I'm not gonna bleep myself, enough of the MFing posturing. Just tell us what the hell it is, okay? Don't dance with me, all right? Show me what it is. If you're not gonna give me anything at all, then don't speak about it. Have they? Right, don't give teasers. Don't give hints. For God's sake, it's been how many months now? Okay, you need so to start selling to that, to that that large scale end game, the rating crowd. Okay, I'm going to say you need to sell yeah. the rating crowd. Otherwise, for me, I'm not going to care about that part in this game. At this point, my interest being to wane. So you... I, I, you know, I've had a PvP up, up the yin yang. I, I want to what's at, what's for me at level 50. What's my end game stuff? What's the large scale PvP? You know, give me more details about adventure zones. How is the post 50? And post post fifty stuff working. How am I going to get right. introduced to it? Show me those systems. Do you think the drips point. and drabs of this that that we've seen has been posturing, or do you think that they're just keeping this close to their chest for for whatever reasons that they have? Well, if they're playing it close to their chest, I don't know why. Because again, going back to oh, spring summer release. What, what, what do we mean? Oh, we're in December now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At the most, if you're going to go by calendar release, you know, you've got six months till June. Okay? Right. Or, or May. Uh, you better start getting stuff out now because when, you know, when they start, when they start doing open beta, uh, is that when they start telling us all this, oh, this is how it works? For me, my opinion, it's going to be a little too late. You may have already pissed off that large-scale endgame crowd, you know, or they just lost interest to where it's not there anymore. Did, okay, the, that, ship, that, that, did the ship already that, sell? Because I'm, I'm hearing no. close. It's close. You know, I'm there are people willing here. to board the ship now. Mm. Then well, before they were on the dock, now they're in there. They're in line. They're in the queue. And you know what? At this point, you're not giving me crap. I see other games in the yeah. future that are coming out at the same time frame. They're giving me the information I need, the information I want. Guess what? I'm sailing on that boat over there. I, I'm almost willing to suffer through Wildstar. <laughs> no, I'm Stop not. Stop reading my mind. Stop reading my mind. Probably, well, probably the worst joke on this show ever, Dave. Okay, let's put it this way. <laughs> we we can definitively say that there's three groups that are going to be stepping into this game, right? There's going to be PvEers, PvPers, mm -hmm. and the Elder Scrolls Faithful. Now, if in-game is going to be pure PvP, then the, the PvEers who want to raid aren't going to be there. That's going to leave you with two left. If in-game is pure PvP... And there is no content to keep the ESO guys happy because there is no in-game content other than PvP. That's only going to leave PvPers. Now, you better damn well hope that the entire economy, the entire game, can run off of that one aspect because the rest of it is screwed without them. Road. Did the ship sail on, on PvEers? Are there still some out there that are that are holding on tight? Do you think most are holding on tight and just saying, like, you know, we're, 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 wait, we're waiting to see what, what they have to say? Or are they saying at this point, look, all they've talked about is PvP at this point, and it's a PvP game, and I'm thinking about, you know, something else at this point? Because 
I'm not an Elder Scrolls guy. I'm an MMO guy, and I like raiding. All right. I want you to be honest. That's what this is about. I'm going to take a page from uh, my own show right here, and I'm going to take a moment to compare this to how I kick the usual horse of the old republic. Okay. There are still people (laughs) right now that are not only subscribed, but are playing what little endgame that game has. So I have to imagine there are still people that are like, there's going to be endgame, and it's going to be amazing. I'm one of those guys. If it if it's there, fantastic. If it's not, well, then they need to go ahead and just shoot themselves in the foot right now. But don't pull a Bioware at this point. Don't go right into launch and be like, here's your endgame. What do you mean you're done with it? <laughs> what do you mean you're done with it? Oh, easy system. Oh, so much later. As someone who completed both of the raids in Slotor before the first edition, yeah, I completely agree. I didn't even do another operation until a year and a half later. So, yep. well, Dave, I, I agree with you on the three groups. I think you hit the nail on the head into dividing up the the potential player base here. Um, there are several people I work with um, that are uh, like me. Actually, they're 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 the that that Elder Scrolls group that you were talking about, and I was talking to them today after not so subtly, you know, just totally shamelessly plugging our podcast. That, yeah. That, um, our podcast? You mean the one at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com? Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I was talking to them, and you know, they they were talking to me like they were like, "Yeah, Shank, you know, you like you you do this stuff. You're kind of in this information like almost all the time." And I said, "Yeah." So what do you think about the end game? And I told them, you know, from my perspective as an Elder Scrolls purist, for lack of better word, there's been so much PvP as of Arwen said, and I agree with him. There's there's a lot of attention on the PvP uh, that we've heard so far, and um, for me and even uh, my coworkers that were uh, that I was talking to, this is almost it's, it's slightly discouraged us from what we can come to expect from the, the game, the end game, etc. Because, I mean, they've, they've said, you know, we got the Adventure Zones, we got all this other, the, the single-player content that you can do after the end game. But if we haven't heard about it, then how would we know what, what is speaking to us Elder Scrolls peers? That's why I wrote when you said, you know, they've won you Elder Scrolls guys. That's why I'm saying i got to respectfully disagree with you there is because they kind of haven't, at least to the people that I've spoken to. Um, so. Yeah, so I I just wanted to you know if that, if that makes a little bit of sense, but yeah, because um, we we know of Arwen, like you said, there's other stuff out there. There's other end game content. Sure. And if this video is any indication, if we just get this slew of marketing saying we get this 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 and this, I would be very happy about that. And I, I'm sh- I know my coworkers and other Elder Scrolls guys would be too. All right. Um. Look, I I really appreciate you know uh all of your all of your candor, guys. Um. Is is honest. As it was, and and waited on, you know, as much um, experience and and uh, education through experience uh, through playing games for many many years. I do appreciate all of that. Um, if this, you know, uh, pissed you off or frustrated you, I'm very very sorry. Uh, but but you know, sometimes you just got to get something out. And I think this is definitely something. I I absolutely hate it when I have someone that comes to me and says, I'm not interested in Elder Scrolls Online, and I ask them why, and they say because it's a PvP game. That frustrates the hell out of me because I know that there's there's going to be 
you know, what, what they're trying to not call rating, it's going to be in there and I got nothing to show for it. And, uh, you know, I would like for that to start coming out. You know, we're, we're getting very close to launch. I just want to know what's up that, what's up their sleeve and what's behind that final curtain. <sighs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> Shank, we needed I, to get that off our chest. Which, I, by the way, if you need to get it off your chest, questgamingcommunity.com. Yell at us. Yes, yeah, I mean it speaks to the it speaks to the host. I mean we all have totally different backgrounds, and we represent. I feel like we have a good representation of uh, the games and backgrounds. Um, yeah, that is our, our forums, questgamingcommunity.com. And obviously the, the conversation, uh, does not just stop and begin and stop with us. You know, you're, you're included too, dear, dear listener and chat room and, and YouTube watcher. Uh, so come, come hang, hang out with us over there. Um, creating ESO. Okay. The, the, the weather two and Y four is on these skill lines because it does beg the question, you know, why skill lines? Why? I mean, is it, is this elder scrolls? And that was the reason why we took the stance, um, that we did on the video. Is this elder scrolls or not? Because it does sometimes beg the question, is this an elder scrolls, um, approach? And we're all elder scrolls fans. Uh, shouldn't the game feel like elder scrolls? And I, I definitely feel like it absolutely does without it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I really feel like that. Um, but we, we had this wonderful little article that was posted on uh, Wednesday, December 4th, and the article uh, details the reasons behind the choice they made creating the skill lines in Elder Scrolls Online. Now, within the piece, they describe one of their key progression systems as a challenge to marry the freedom the Elder Scrolls series gives a player with the feeling of uniqueness that an online RPG strives to give as well. Now, the article is broken up to five main topics. We've got those five main topics here for you, plus a slight breakdown into each one as to why they uh, presented the information in the way they did. All right, these five topics are why skill lines, classes, exploration, morphing, and a small section that rounds up the entire article titled, But What About... dot, 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 question mark. End quote. <laughs> So, Shank, I'm going to uh, hawken out to you, and maybe you can uh, give us a little bit as to why Zenimax Online chose skill lines in the first place. Sure, and uh, before I get started here, they mentioned the words Elder Scrolls or Elder Scrolls fans, I think, eight or nine times in this article. Yes, I counted, which is great. So with that being said, why skill lines of Arwen? Why yeah, but, skill lines? Well, hold on a second, Shank. Why is that important? Uh, why did they mention Elder Scrolls fans? Why is that important? Well, why are you mentioning it? Because you must think that it, them bringing up the term Elder Scrolls fans, how many times? Eight times? Yeah. Why Why do you feel that was important enough to, to bring up? I thought it was very important because, um, as we were talking about in our previous conversation, it was all about uh, PvP, PvP, PvP. And then right. we get this wonderful little article, and they throw the Elder Scrolls guys a bone and say, look, yes, we did not forget about you. We have you in mind. Here's some great information uh, that, at least this is how I interpreted it. We, we hear some great information that uh, we think you guys are really going to like because, you know, we, we, we're, this is an Elder Scrolls game at heart. Mm -hmm. Here's some information for you. So I, I, I read this article with a smile on my face, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, I'm, I'm very happy to hear that. Yeah. That's definitely um, good. So, so again, why skill lines? So why skill lines? Um, 
So basically we have a bunch of um, bullet points that Arwen magically and masterfully put them together. But the, the gist of it here is that, <laughs> that you know, Zoss's focus was uh, giving everyone an Elder Scrolls feel but also give them the identity to, to uh, grow and to create their own identity, as it were. Now, this is really, really, really important because you ha the best part about an Elder Scrolls game is that you feel like you are unique. That is something so hugely important, and the fact that they're saying opportunity to develop an identity that speaks to that uniqueness. And they went on to state, you know, like when we were talking about this, traditional online RPG systems didn't meet their goals, and they wanted to emphasize the broad range of options uh, the Elder Scrolls games give you. Um, this, I think, to me personally, speaks a lot, because they say traditional online RPG systems didn't meet that goal. So what does that mean? I interpreted that to mean, and guys, feel free to chime in uh, chat room, you too. I interpreted that to mean that when we looked at the, what a traditional um, MMO or online RPG here, that did not fit the Elder Scrolls feeling of the game that they're trying to portray. So what did they have to do? They had to morph it, tweak it, massage it to give you that broad range of options, which I really appreciate. They wanted us to be able to um, uh, use basically any armor or weapon and reward exploration, joining NPC guilds, become a vampire or a werewolf, and be able to create weapons, armor, potions, food, uh, enchantments, etc., etc., etc. And they basically said that, you know, offering these activities and skill lines uh, would give them the ability to give us, the players, that classic Elder Scrolls feel of having a broad range of options and character progression. I think this is hugely important and goes a long way to speaking to players like me. Um... This is great, man. I mean, I honestly don't know what else to say besides they tried the traditional system, it didn't work, and they they eventually had to go back to a more Elder Scrolls uh, skill system with uh, the way that they had this in mind. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say except yeah. for thank you. <laughs> the the information is very straightforward, but I think all of their their uh, their reasons and their thinking here seems to be pretty much dead on. I mean, if they want yeah. to make an Elder Scrolls MMO... Uh, and their their character progression system definitely has to feel like Elder Scrolls. And I, I think the reasons why they chose skill lines, you know, emphasizing broad range of options like Elder Scrolls games do. And part of that being the ability to pick up any any piece of armor, any weapon, rewarding exploration is tremendous. Finding out where those werewolves and vampires are and then finding a way to join them. And then opening up that skill line when you become one of them is is just that's Elder Scrolls through and through and and um, and I I really enjoy that. Uh, uh, Dave, Dave, we got uh, classes here. They they go then into into classes, yep. and the the question is is really you know why classes? So so please uh, you know why? What did they say here about why classes? Well, they answered with, in the end. Keeping the class skill lines exclusive while opening many other skill lines to everyone worked best. Choices stay important, but everyone has freedom to choose from choose from a large pool of options. Uh, Zoss feels it encourages diversity and provides choice while allowing multiplayer strategy. In essence, Zoss's stance on a classless online RPG with large-scale PvE and PvP was far more problematic in execution than anyone would expect. Though class is important, 
it's more important to remember it doesn't chain you to a play style. You don't ever have to spend a point in any of your class lines. Now remember, general skills like weapon, armor, guild, trade skills are open for everyone, as well as vampire and werewolf, are, they're discoverable by everyone, no matter what race or combo you picked in the beginning. Road. Will yes. will the naked Nord choose to not spend a single point <laughs> in uh, in his class in his class skills? See, that's that's really a hard decision for me because I don't know. I still, to this point, have not decided what class I think is going to best suit my needs as the naked Nord. Yeah. Being that I'm going to be running around like some kind of naked Nord ninny, odds are I'll probably need something more defense or healing oriented. Although a nice uh, get the hell out of dodge button would be nice too. <laughs> I, so. I feel Templar is what you need because, so. well, beside the point of being able to protect yourself, the spells would make you shimmer in the naked moonlight. Ah. Oh, look at that. So yes. What you're saying is that now the naked Nord needs to have blonde hair and run around like some kind of Nordic Fabio. <laughs> I'm just saying, who could turn down a naked Nordic Fabio? I he could. Shimmers. Oh, I'm going to need a mental bleach for this in it now. I like where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> that might be how he gets his blonde hair. Mental bleach. <laughs> no? <laughs> Nordic Fabio. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad I could bring that to the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right there, Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> right, right back. Oh, Jesus. Vamp. Vamp. Yeah. Someone. Oh God. All right. <laughs> He's getting the clumps. <laughs> so. All right, uh, Nordic Fabio, that happened. All right, cool. <laughs> a, a shimmering Nordic Fabio. Yeah. So it's um, Twilight meets meets ESL. How? <laughs> you can be a vampire. Team All right, Alice. Uh, you've you've broke me now. Yeah. Team Alice. I'm done. First off, werewolves, and not of the Twilight variety. I'm thinking World of Darkness variety or whatever. I completely <laughs> agree. Team Jacob. <sighs> <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> we were just in a good place. We were just in a good place. Yeah, we were. <clears throat> um, is I mean, they, they do say that, you know, you don't necessarily have to jump into your into your class skills. Uh, you know, Will, I mean, do you, do you think it's viable that, um, you know, Mr. Nordic Fabio over there, the Naked Nord, uh, does does something like this? Do you think that's going to be viable? Or, or do you think that, you know, maybe, maybe this is just, you know, kind of eh, eh, probably not a good idea. It, 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 I think it's worked. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember when, when when you know that one Star Wars based MMO came out first came out um, several months later. Okay, <laughs> you know you can read in the forums that there were actually players. You know, one player in particular stuck out in my mind. He was a Sith warrior. Okay, mm-hmm. all right. No, he 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 wasn't. You know, he went from one to fifty, and he never chose his class. He was probably oh. able to survive and make it to, to Endgame, you know, with the basic attacks you got. That is epic. Right? I, I actually have a guildie who did that with the smuggler class, and I myself tried it with the Jedi Knight, 
I made it to level 20, picked Sentinel out of desperation, and then realized I hated Sentinel and deleted the character. Oh, well, that's a that's a sad story. <laughs> <laughs> I um, remade him about a week ago. I, I, I yeah, the naked Jedi. <laughs> Um, I, I, I am very, very curious to see what, what something like that would look like to be, to be completely honest and, uh, to see if that actually would work. So, so we'll, we'll find out when the game comes out. Um, but, uh, you know, there it is. There's so much choice that they even suggest you may not even want to put, or you, you, you don't even have to put, uh, points into your, into your class. And, uh, that might act, might actually be viable. That whole thing just fascinates me to be honest. Um, exploration, dear, dear Lou, could you, could you please give us, uh, their, their pieces on exploration? Okay. This is what I summed up with exploration. Skill lines allow the game to reward you for exploring. And exploring is a huge part of the Elder Scrolls. So, yes, Shank, there is exploration. You will, you will get it. Uh, and by exploring the world, you'll find ways to unlock major fighter skill skill lines, Plus the werewolf and vampire skill lines, sky shards. All right, if you've had a chance to see uh, any of the gameplay videos, or if you had a chance to play any of the conventions, you know sky shards. You have to actually go out there and look for them. Okay, so you've actually got to explore every nook and cranny if you want to find them all and get. Hey, it's a free skill point in the end. Why not? Okay. Mm-hmm. So collect three to gain a skill point to spend in your skill lines without needing to gain a level. So again, you're not pressured by maybe pursuing a particular quest or just grinding by killing monsters. If you find Sky Shards, hey, there you go. Another way for you, another option to get in the player base to gain skill points. Books. Books that give you skill points to spend in your skill lines. That sounds familiar. We've seen that in every Elder Scrolls game. Hey, most particularly Skyrim. And let's see what else here. You can explore different quest outcomes by putting skill points into passive abilities that grant choices and conversations. Hopefully not that cheese conversation wheel we we've all seen in another game. <laughs> all right, yeah. where it takes another manual and it's all say, Shank, teach me how to use the damn dialogue wheel. Oblivion chat pizza. <laughs> yes, the chat pizza. Shank, the uh, when you hit when you were reading this article and you got to this part right here about the exploration, did did the smile on your face go from ear to ear at that point? Uh almost. It almost did. Um, because I really, really, I can genuinely appreciate and respect that they, they really do recognize that exploring is a huge portion of Elder Scrolls games. And they really, I mean, they've said you need to go find these sky shards. They're not going to be handed to you. You need to just go find them. There are guilds, other things that you need to find. Uh, there's all, there's all these books and stuff you need to find. Um, I like that. I think this is a good uh, like like with the uh, the actual skill lines we were talking about in the previous segment from the video. I think this is a good start. Um, again, this is a, something that I need to see in action to uh, to kind of figure out how they how what they mean when they they say these things and how it's going to work. But I can uh, from reading the article, yeah, it's a good start. I, I can see how they could improve it and add some extra things for skills and stuff like that for skill points, etc. You know, why not have, like, some sort of, like, this is kind of reaching, but it'd be cool, like, hey, maybe, like, add an explorer skill line. I don't know. And you just get random points for aimlessly wandering and not doing quests. I think that'd be fun. I violently <laughs> disagree. With the explorer skill line? Yes. 
Well, I mean, I knew you would, but I, I find I just... this entire thing a horrible idea. Well, I actually, I appreciate all this that they're doing, <laughs> but because you like it, I don't like it. Well, no, I, I, I can respect that. I respect <laughs> that. The, 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 I disagree with you, but I respect the vitriolic spite with which you said it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, seriously though, like this is this is a good start. Um, I think there there's things that can be expanded on. I can already see where they could expand on it, but this is something that I need to see in practice. And uh, like Road said earlier, you know, I, I have to wait until I get my my hands on uh, the like the open beta to really start testing and pushing and prodding at the systems to to see something like this. So yeah, my two cents. And uh, and Road, would you be able to give us the uh, the tiny little bit that they did add on morphing, please? <laughs> I'm gonna read this word for word. Do yeah, it. I'm gonna fail at it. Once <laughs> you've used a particular ability enough, you'll be asked to morph it to choose between two paths, each of which adds something new to the ability. We think you'll like it. End quote. It Damn it. Uh, yes. So morphing is uh, is definitely something here that um, they they touched on very briefly, uh, but but did have you know, enough of an impact on their, on their skill lines that, uh, they wanted to, to throw it in. I mean, look, look, let's face it, you know, morphing straightforward in its description, but when it comes to morphing your skills, it has a tremendous impact on how you're going to play the game. And, and, you know, and like Shank said, and for a lot of this stuff, a lot of this information this week is very, very straightforward, but, you know, regarding this in particular, um, this is, you know, it's obviously very straightforward. Um, but, it's you're not going to realize the impact that it would have until you play the game and you you see it for yourself and you feel it for yourself and i i definitely agree that um it's it's just like this tiny little genius idea that that sort of sprouted at you know at a late night meeting in in Zenimax Studios and um i definitely agree that it has a it has a place in this game and it feels fantastic um, or at least it would it would feel fantastic uh, regarding progression of your character and giving freedom of choice. Um, but what about dot 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 question mark? So so Zoss wants you to to experiment without being afraid of the outcome uh, with these skill lines. And and I quote, "You'll be able to reset your skills, giving you room to try new things or undo choices you aren't happy with." End quote. They're aware. I've heard all night. They're aware many want to find the in quotes optimal build and are committed to ensuring multiple right paths to achieve your goals. Those guys are jerks who do that. <laughs> yeah, those min maxers that you that you are, Dave. Your ilk. <laughs> uh, and I quote by saying, "We we think that you'll find that there are many answers to the challenges you'll face while exploring while exploring." crushing through dungeons with friends or facing your enemy alliances in Cyrodiil. So thank you. Um, this is, this is where it needs to be now. I mean, we, we got a bit of, we got a bit of, you know, respecking, if you will, when it came to, to Skyrim and their, their very, uh, their very last expansion. And, um, it needed to be there. With all the different choices that you can make, especially very early on, if you have no idea what you're doing, you're going to make the wrong choice. And one of the <laughs> things that that always that, I, and I'm going to tell you this this great story um, regarding my girlfriend Jenny. She she has Skyrim. She uh, she 
she played it for for quite a while um she was doing great with it but when she first jumped into it she was paralyzed by choice and and that's that's a that's a rookie Elder Scrolls thing. You've never you never played an Elder Scrolls game before. You're brand new to it. You're gonna be like, holy god, all these choices. What do I do first? I don't even know. I'm so intimidated by it. But it's it's good to know that in an MMO where you can't just delete your character in a, as if it were a single player game and not have any social ramifications. Um, it's good to know that you have the ability, and they're telling you outright. Not in a patch six months from now or eight months from now or a year from now that we're screaming at the top of our lungs, please, God, add in some form of, of respecking into this game. They're telling you right here, right now, MMO fans, listen up. This is for you. You can respect your character. Don't be afraid to make choices. Go out there, make a naked Fabio, and have fun with him. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dave's vomiting. <laughs> Dave, why why is this why is this appropriate, Dave? It's okay, I held it back. Go ahead, just swallow it. <clears throat> oh, minty. <laughs> minty? <laughs> makes me wonder what he was eating beforehand. Yeah. A um, sandwich? I once had a teacher who had a pet iguana and a magical school bus who turned me into a salmon who said uh, <laughs> that I should go out Where the hell is make this going? mistakes and get messy. And I feel that that's exactly what they're wanting you to do here. They're wanting you go out, make the mistakes, learn what you enjoy, and go kick butt. And honestly, that's at the end of it, it, it needs to feel like whatever you feel is the best, most fun thing for you. It needs to be viable. And, and you need to go and test out what is and what isn't viable, what does and does not work for your setup and be able to swap it around until you find out the perfect combination. Road, why is that why is that important? Well, you're going to make mistakes. Mistakes happen. Whether it's because you clicked the wrong space or because you went up the wrong skill tree slash skill line, whatever you want to call it in this game. Whether this morph was the wrong one that you should have gone with the other one, you don't find that out until 10 hours later. Ah, crap. Luckily, it's not a save game issue. It's an MMO issue, and by being able to reset, you can go back and correct your mistakes. Hopefully that means you have to go through and re-level up the skill tree, but that's just me. Yes. What say you, Lou? The the alt man himself. Well, for this, it really... In a good way, it, it, it will crush the altitis. Because really, yeah. We, we, well, I'm gonna quit that anyway. But <laughs> for me, there's, there's no real pressing need because yet you can make that character to to be the, you know, that that jack of all trades. Mm-hmm. And you know, and just and you won't have to match it none because you know what, your jack of all trades can be a viable character for you to play with. Um, as we've seen in other videos and other footage, other descriptions of what they've got out now. Right, they've always wanted to say, you know, they don't want to pigeonhole people. So here are here are the skill trees, here are the skill lines, these are your abilities, the spells, what have you. You know, if you find something that, that doesn't fit you, you know, not what everyone thinks you should know. If it doesn't fit what you like to do, yeah, you can go back and change it. But they also want you to say, you know, they want you to go out there and 
gosh, just like growing up, they want you to go out there and experience it. You know, they want you to make those mistakes, but they don't also want to pigeonhole you and punish you by saying, you know what, yeah, you're gonna have to roll another character, which. For me, you know, that brought up by my arthritis, you know, many, many moons ago because mm. of that. Um, what I, what I find doing here, I'm, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead, Lou. Go ahead, Lou. Go ahead, Lou. No, I, I'm just saying, you know, yeah, there are going to be people that are, that are out there now taking whatever tidbits that are out there uh, currently. You know what? The Max, they are building those skill trees right now. They are saying, you know what? If I do this because it gives me two percent regen for mana, this ability here, this pass gives me a four percent regen, you know, regen in mana. This gives me a one point five percent, you know, regen in mana because I used it. Or for procs, okay, they're already plotting that out there. <laughs> but you know what? It's also going to be great for someone like Shank to walk in and say, "I have no clue what I'm doing, but you know what? This makes sense to me. Yeah, I can do it. You know, I made a mistake. It doesn't fit my 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 sneaking style. My my get in there, get on the nose, avoid combat. But it's also it's going to tell Shank, hey, you know what, Shank? If you don't like the way that that sneaking ability passive works, you can get rid of it. You, you can try this other sneaking ability that that that's active. But you know what? You can take it. You can go back and take it. You don't have to force. You're not forced to reroll. Do, you know that Argonian female no. character is gonna make? No. <laughs> one character. What I what I find you know, interesting. Like I tell you can't do it, Shake. Bad, bad mistake. Too what, bad. What I find interesting about all this is is that uh, yes, they're saying you can you can respect your character if you make a mistake. However, they're not telling you what's gonna cost you yet, and that's going to be a very uh, a very big thing. For the community to know, uh, eventually, is um, you know what what is what's the cost of that? What's it going to cost? Is it going to cost uh, a sky shard? All three of them? Um, is it going to cost you know uh, in game money to to do something like this? And uh, I'm very interested to see what they've got up their sleeves on this. Folks, you didn't hear the sky shard reference at all. Negative <laughs> on that. Negative <laughs> on that, Ghost Rider. I think <laughs> I think it's going to be free. You'll be able to do it on the fly, and in fact, you'll get a skill point every time you do it. I could be completely wrong, though. Okay. That that sounds that sounds broken. I don't know. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but uh, that sounds interesting. I don't know. I don't you know what I'd like to see? What's that, Dave? That'd be kind of neat. Is if they had? Is that a straw? It, it, I've been playing with it this whole entire time. Um... You're hitting yourself in the face with a straw. It's helping me think. It's my wand. <laughs> anyway, Dan, um, it'd be kind of neat if they went through and figured out you're going to have enough points for everything. Eventually, mm -hmm. if you collect every sky shard, if you do every quest in the game, if you do everything, you have enough to unlock everything. And if you unlock everything, that doesn't mean everything's mastered. You now have to go through and master everything. That would be sick. But that would, then again, that would be, it would kind of feel, I guess, like a, a, an over-the-shoulder version of Diablo 3 is kind of what I'm imagining. And that would be kind of neat. Hmm. It does offer a lot of a lot of freedom and a lot of options in a, in a world where where for in a world where, sorry, I have to do it, uh, where <laughs> freedom is, is the name of the game. Uh, if you make a mistake, wouldn't it be great to have the freedom to go back and correct that mistake? Uh, heavy armor concept art. This was uh, something else that, that came out on November 27th. Shank, I choose you, Pikachu. Sure. So Best reference the show. Oh, shut up, Dave. <laughs> so, 
I feel like I say shut up, Dave, like at least once. Oh, come on. He he referenced Pokemon. I referenced the Magic School Bus a minute ago. We got the Naked Man reference, and I don't even think that was intentional. But then we've, we've got a lot of stuff going on here that's just like, this episode's pretty neat. I'm glad you're happy, Dave. It makes me happy when you're happy, because you're never happy. <laughs> so... So Shank Pokemon X or is it Pokemon Y? I just want to get that out there. Neither, because they're both dumb. Send all hate mail right. to Imperwinet. <laughs> I don't want Shank back. Um. Anyway, getting back to Fallout, I mean Elder Scrolls. Um, <laughs> Wednesday, November 27th, uh, we in the United States and I think Canada celebrates it. If you're Canadian, let us know how right or wrong I am. Um, we're out because of Thanksgiving. Wow, um, you're so wrong, good lord. <laughs> Zoss, um, they basically treated us with, uh, and I quote Varwin's masterful notes here, to trimmings from the ESO Turkey with new images showing off some concept designs for the Orc Khajiit and Argonian Boo heavy armor styles. <laughs> Forgot I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this is coming straight from Zaz. They said, quote, finding a shiny new piece of armor that offers more protection or magical benefit is something every adventurer looks forward to. Yes, I agree. In ESO, not only will you find stronger and better armors as you explore, yay, but you'll find them in different racial styles as well. Crafters can learn to create weapons and armor in the various racial styles, so you'll, you'll be able to create or find a set of your favorite kind. Check out the new art where they show you um, the Orcish Khajiit and Argonian heavy armors. And before I actually just say how awesome this art is, I really need to say that different racial styles, that's awesome. From a historical lore standpoint, they're really showing respect for the canon here. I think that's amazing because each race has its own distinct style of its own distinct each type of armor, heavy, medium, light, which is awesome. Um. And Ivarwin, I don't know if you have it up on the live stream because I'm leading the notes here, but <laughs> the, <laughs> the armor, if you haven't checked it out, uh, definitely go to ElderScrollsOnline.com and check it out. They have an awesome, awesome piece of concept art, and it looks really, really BA. And dare I say, dare I say it, the Argonian shield actually looks kind of cool. Well, that's maybe because, because it's it was made from Argonians. Dead Argonians. Yep. See, yeah. Dave. I agree. <laughs> and I'm going to have to correct you guys in this manner. That is actually a hide shield, and it's from that Khajiit's over there, brother. Um, I would Blood like to King say Road. one thing about these heavy armor classes. Two of them are ready for battle with two-handed weapons. One of them has to hide behind a shield. Because he knows that people are going to want to kill him. Because he's a pansy and weak and useless. And an Argonian. And Argonian. It's not my fault the Argonian was trying to disguise himself as a turtle in the swamp. That's swamp. smart. Except <laughs> we all know that lizards in the swamp deserve to die. Yep. They're less than human, Road. I'm just letting you know that I will be running around in Khajiit boots. Because the only thing the naked Nord wears is boots. Khajiit deserved to die too. The only man in this picture is the orc. Oh, even Khajiit. then, that's it, that's kind of yeah. iffy because their women kind of look like men too. Hey, Mazoga the orc in in uh, in, in uh, Leowin's uh, hall there, pretty attractive. <laughs> wow, it's true. 
No, he's he's actually right. He's actually right. <laughs> oh my god! All right, so cool. That was a. Uh... I'm just disturbed right now. <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, as as Wars I had a com- bust. As I had a complete computer fail over here Wars and bust. Uh, but uh, here here right uh, here on the on the bust because uh, dark elves. What's up? Hi elves. Trash at it. <laughs> Uh, as I had a complete computer fail over here uh, and tried to do what I could to get all of the video back up, it is it is now here. Uh, so sorry, YouTube guys, but uh, here on the live stream is in fact the uh, the armor that they're they're showing off. You guys can see that, right? It's yep. pretty nifty. Nifty, yep. huh? Have you noticed that uh, they had to add tail holes for the animal races? Ear holes kind too. Of, uh, yeah, the well, not really ear holes, except for the dirty Argonian. It kind of looks like it has something on it. But the Khajiit has like a mask that looks like a Khajiit face. Yeah, right over but here. But it's not wearing real shoes. No, it's not. Look, look at those shoes right down there. They're, They're there's just no... like fully open. Yeah. Well, uh, so is the Argonian, by the way. If you take a real close look. Yeah, except Argonian feet are shoes. He's wearing. Yeah, that's true. It's true. It's all leather from here. They're all leather. Yeah. These are definitely Argonian sandals. <laughs> I was gonna say Argonian is the only complete accessorized, you know, creature there right now. Yeah, but, like, you know. Argonians wear Birkenstocks made from other Argonians. <laughs> Ironically, they wear Crocs, huh? <laughs> Where'd you get those shoes? My mom. <laughs> oh, I, I just oh. want to say, like, <laughs> Let nothing be wasted. All right. Th- these were my Our brother's hand me downs. Just saying. <laughs> my brother and I had a fight, and these were his hand me downs. Oh, oh. What's, these were his hands. What's great about this is this is their heavy armor thing, right? But if you look at the Argonian, I mean, what what is he wearing here? I mean, the 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 headpiece here is is a leather hood. Mm-hmm. You know that doesn't say heavy armor to me. Um, well, but the, 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 he it looks smaller because the Argonian is like anorexic level skinny <laughs> compared to the other two dudes. They're yeah, like all true. buff. Even the Khajiit got some muscle on them. Look at him. Yeah, he's that, he's got uh, some some uh, kitty pectorals. Yeah, clearly he was born under the size of the liger. He's freaking huge. <laughs> liger. Liger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So, so there it is. Such as it is, the uh, heavy armor, heavy armor article, heavy uh, armor concept art for the Argonian, the Orc, and the Khajiit. They're very, very beautiful, by the way. I, I really like it. Um, speaking of speaking of things that may be liked, if you like our show, uh, and you would like to, <laughs> if you would like to support us, you can support us by shopping at tweakedaudio.com. Uh, they are our sponsor today, tweakedaudio.com. They offer some fantastic, fantastic earphones, okay? doesn't matter where in the world you live. They'll ship them out to you for free. Unless, of course, if you live on the moon, then you're going to have to pay shipping and handling, of course, and deal with a very cranky uh, United States Postal Service uh, person. Uh, they do. They do have... <laughs> I hope I didn't hear that. <laughs> they do they do have unbeatable customer service, by the way, and uh a lifetime warranty, which goes hand in hand, uh especially when you have a cat like mine who chews through your tweaked audio headphones and then you have to sort of call them up with your tail between your legs and they tell you, Oh, you're the podcaster that keeps calling with chewed up 
headphones. Yes, of course, we'll send you another pair, and we'll do it for free, and we'll send them to you for free because you live on the planet Earth, and we give you free worldwide shipping at tweakedaudio.com. Bam. Look at that. Off the, co- off the record is the code if you want to save yourself 30% off your entire order. It's all one word, off the record. Again, at tweakedaudio.com, if you're in the market for some great, high-quality, noise-reduction, tangle-free headphones, tweakedaudio.com is the, place to co- is the place to go and drop in the code, off the record, all one word, to save yourself 30% off your entire order at tweakedaudio.com. I was getting into that. You like that, right? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of enjoying it. Dev question of the week, homies. Takedaudio.com. Are you guys ready for the dev question of the week? Yep. Because it's ready for you. Look at this gentleman. He's happy. He's a developer. He's got a question, and it's for you. Hi, I'm Dante Falcone, a producer on The Elder Scrolls Online, and here's your question for the week. You may have seen the video on character progression and learned a lot about skills and abilities. If you could craft your very own spell or create your own combat technique with a weapon, what would it be? Alright guys, if you could craft your very own spell or come up with your own weapon technique, what would it be? Road, you're our guest. You go first. Oh, man. Let's see how much hate I get for this one. First off, it would have to be some kind of deferring spell for Khajiit. <laughs> That's the first idea. Right. But then I thought about it, and the Naked Nord does not need magic, because magic is for pansy little spellcasters. No! Instead... It would require a fine skill art with the two-handed sword, because that's kind of my thing. And I would use it to shave them so they would freeze to death in the middle of combat. Because we'd be fighting in Skyrim, and, well, the Naked Nord has a resistance to cold, because he's the Naked Nord. I'm sort of horrified I asked you. Dave. (laughs) I felt you might be. (laughs) What would you say? What would you say, Dave, if you if you, you can make a spell, etc., etc.? Oh, easy. I'd go the spellcaster route, because spellcasters are men. Real men. Mm. Dave. Road. <laughs> Virtual high five, Dave. Virtual high five. Okay. Um, no, but what I would do is I would be able to... Uh, I'd love to do, like, an insta-kill on a conjure. Mm-hmm. Like, if you conjure a uh, one of your little pets on an enemy that's low enough in health to where it instantly kills them by conjuring the pet within the enemy. What? Oh, that'd be great. Fantastic. Sort so of. you want something like a combination of alien chestburster with uh, like the killing word from Harry Potter? I'm thinking more Michael Bay. Oh my God. Did you see that guy explode? I was thinking more like John dies at the end. Poor Bob Marley. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Lou, what what about you? <laughs> oh, wow! A uh, couple things. Uh, if I went the spellcaster route, uh, I'd actually flash back to the old Diablo two days, 
You know how the sorceress has uh, she has those AOE spells she can cast on herself mm-hmm. that are on a timer. Dave, you're familiar with this. Mm. You know the the blizzard one, mm-hmm. the lightning one where it's there, and it's an AOE spell that just automatically strikes any target that comes within its area of effect. You know you you cast it. It's on a timer. It goes off when any whenever a target comes into its area of effect, into the actual area itself. You know, you, like you see, instead of you placing it, no, it's gonna, it's a moving uh, GTA OE. That's all it is. Something like that. It's pretty crazy. But yeah, but if I was gonna go like a range route, like especially you know, a Nightblade, you know, Super in the chat room beat me to it. You know, uh, exploding arrows. Okay, if range character, all the different types of arrows, arrow attacks, fire arrow, flame arrow, ice, um, poison slash disease arrow. Zelda. <clears throat> Bomb arrows. Yeah. You, all you gotta do is shoot the arrow into the sun. Come on. <laughs> or hell, just give me you know, the bowl of Oriel. I'm happy. <laughs> That's gonna make arrow in the knee jokes go a whole different direction. Yeah, I took an arrow in the knee. Then it exploded! <laughs> I don't have uh, any more knees! He's gone to a dark place. What, what do you think, Shank? Um, so this is interesting because... One of the one of my favorite parts about Oblivion was the fact that you could make your own spells in the in the I believe it's the Kiranasium in the Arcane University. And my buddy and I, when we were playing, we actually made a spell that did twenty four damage of fire, frost, and shock each over ten seconds. So it did two hundred forty times three. Uh, which was a lot of damage. And that spell, literally, I don't care who it was, it destroyed you. I don't care who it was, it just destroyed you. I miss that spell, I would create that spell all over again because it was awesome. What did you name that spell? Something I can't say over the air. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the, it was uh... he appreciates Argonians. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the, uh, the leather maker? <laughs> All right, guys. That's it. That's our that's our discussion uh, topics for for this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed all of our all of our discussion. But we've got we still have plenty of more show to go. We've got uh, the mod challenge of the week. We have the Elder Scroll. Your emails as well, and then we'll round everything up with our community segment. Stay tuned. Mod challenge of the week is next. Just fists. No weapons. No magic. No crying. Let's go. Come. Never should have come here. Somebody help! Damn you. Ah! Going to ah! 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 These bumpers don't have to stay, of course. <laughs> that has <laughs> to stay. Nice BDSM, bro. <laughs> so- <laughs> Hold on, we got Shank over here. He's pretty much passed out. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay, Shank. It'll be all right. <laughs> Stay in the life of the naked Nord. <laughs> what was that? What was that? That was that was a challenge. You heard her. Someone there? Yes, I'm right in front of you. Accepted. Oh God. <laughs> well, that will never get old. The, the, <laughs> The uh, the mod challenge of the week focuses on Dave Dave Dianforce Adams, who once ate an entire sandwich all by himself. I'm sure you can believe it. It was a rough day. Look at that man. He it looks like he's day. eaten a whole sandwich at least. That's what she said. And, whoa, giggity! What? what? Um, 
Dave had the the uh, the joy, nay the 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 privilege of the playing privilege. of playing Star Wars races. Pinky up, pinky up, my friend. That is uh, this this mod right here found on Steam by created by onyx blade now it's been a long time since we've assigned this to to poor old dave but uh we've had gee whiz we got a while a lot ha- yeah, lots happened. one thing after another right um how was it was it fun okay i hate to 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 compare it to another mod remember the last one you gave me was the vampire mod okay it it did pretty much the same thing. That's what I was expecting walking into this, that it was just a skin mod, maybe modified classes so that they called you a Jedi. No, this one was the all-inclusive that I was hoping for with the vampire one. Honestly, this one has so much in it. Ability spells that add more to your, your characters, like force powers, even races. that and In fact, they're adding more and more recently. There's so much in this. It's ridiculous it doesn't even it doesn't even feel like skyrim when you when you're making a character it feels like you're damn in damn well in a star wars game there's so much in this that i was like you'd be hard pressed to find anything better to add along with this to increase your star wars experience in skyrim which i know that that shank is visibly cringing at the thought of putting any other race in Skyrim. Uh, And let me tell you, every single one of these has a backstory that's completely intertwined uh, with the storyline. No, not really. Uh, It's completely completely off the wall. But I love it! Oh my god. It's so simple in the execution. There's not really much to it when you really look at it. But damned if it doesn't work. How uh how was I mean which which races did you play did you did you play like the the sand I, person I and... only went with one just to give it a test drive I looked through what they did have in it as for different races um they had things like uh the goat looking dude with multiple eyes I don't even know what they called him oh yeah um, I know what you're talking about hold on I got it right here yeah like Tuscan Raiders and stuff in it. They had a, a the fish looking dudes. Uh, the, it's a trap dude, I guess it was. Akbar looked like it. Akbar, yeah. Uh, they had. <laughs> I personally just went Jedi just to give it a good try. Um, now what it did is after I selected my race, which there wasn't too much for for being able to play with your race. But it was it, it. That's what it's not about. It's about being able to go in as a completely different thought process, which on this is this point is having force powers, and uh, they do. They add a ton of stuff in there, healing, uh, Jedi mind trick, which I played with. With uh, it basically puts some an NPC under your control, makes them a follower. So I was going around. I had little kids messing with them and. Uh, that makes me sound weird. Can we can we take that out? That yeah, we'll uh, we'll find a way to uh, probably not, but okay. Okay, you're lying. Um, but anyway, <laughs> there's a bunch of there's a bunch of really great things that come along with this mod, and honestly, if this is what you're looking for, if you're looking for the ability to I don't know play, and have a more control over your game, because that's honestly what the force is all about is being able to control pretty much damn well everything around you. Um. 
this is what you're looking for. It's not, you know, too much, but it's a good amount added in extra. Uh, definitely a lot more than you'd find off of normal races. Uh, but the best thing I would say to go with this is the lightsaber mod, but honestly, it doesn't need much more than that. Wow. All right. Wow, that's pretty much a glowing review from from Dave. Right I was there. surprised how much was in this one. Yeah. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, you finally picked a good one. Awesome. <laughs> you didn't suck as much as previously indicated. I aim <laughs> to to not not stink as uh, as much as previously <laughs> indicated. Uh, so the the uh, the mod challenge for for this week. Thank you, Dave, for for weighing in and for playing that. Of course. Um, yeah. So we've got we've got a new mod out there, and and you too can can download this once again. It does come from from Skyrim. It does come from Steam. It is it's um, called Star Wars Races, and that's by Kryptonian. There you go. Uh, this week's mod challenge. Now, if you if you've never heard of this before, the mod challenge is for one host and one host only that week. I will announce who the challenge is for. The host clicks on a link in our notes, and they have until the very next show to install and try the mod. This week goes directly to Shank. All right, let's click open. And we've got oh no. Oh yeah. I'm I'm screwed. <laughs> um <laughs> So this week's mod is called Undead Races. This looks like it is on the workshop and it's by ryguy621. That's R Y G U I 621. Um this looks Slightly terrifying. Um, I soiled my pants a little bit. Um, <laughs> and the description says, Don't you hate dying? Yes. Do you wish you could just get up and continue the battle? No. Well, you can't. <laughs> but you can play as a dead guy with my new undead races for a low, low price of just $0. So it looks like um, the screenshots here, it says legitimately like a new race of just a bunch of undead dudes. So it looks like we got the skeleton, we've got Draugr, and that looks like I've seen Dramora, Demon, all this stuff. That, oh, so wait, you're not fighting them, you are them. You are them, yes. Okay, so I'm slightly less scared now. Because mm. now I don't have to fight you're anything. okay with being an undead person? But yeah, because that means I'm not fighting them. Right, you can... I'm not fighting them, You, you can explore to your heart's content as a, as a Draugr. As a, as a dead guy. As a dead guy. <laughs> You know Shank's yeah, you, gonna come back and be like, "I was still able to pick flowers." <laughs> he he won't play a cold-blooded Argonian, but he will play one of the undead. Yeah, because they're more human than Argonian. Priorities. Yes. <laughs> this is gonna look fantastic on Shank days. <laughs> wow. All right, so cool. Um, I believe my job now is to download this or subscribe it and report back. Next week again. This is Undead Races by Ryguy six twenty one. That's R R Y G U I six two one on the Skyrim Workshop. Go check it out. Tell me how much of a pansy I am. And yeah. And there you go. <laughs> uh, once again, guys, we we are we are uh, we still have more show to go. The Elder Scroll is up next. Sit back, relax, as Lou, the Lore Master Olan, gives you. Part two of the Faiths in Tamriel, but, oh yes, sir, 
don't wait. Here it comes. Our brand new bumper for the Elder Scroll. Library Bookstore, this is Scott. How am I help you? Yes, you have an Elder Scroll. Hello, I'm and what can I do for you? You have an Elder Scroll. An Elder Scroll? Yes, I'd very much like to have those scrolls. Oh my! <laughs> Pretty sure that was Esbern just, you know, prank calling a library. <laughs> oh man. Was he trying to punk someone in, in Tamriel? <laughs> I'm just curious. Again, again, guys, these 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 are not. You know, if you don't like them, we'll we can change. No, them. no, that these that need to stay. <laughs> Lou, I give you the floor. Uh, thank you very much, kind sir. And we tell the scroll is part two, Faith in Tamriel. I am reading a selection from a book in the game, Varieties of Faith in the Empire, by Brother Michael Karkoksor. This is part two. And to refresh memory, it's an expansive list of the pantheons and associated divine spirits of Tamriel's dominant cultures. So this week we start off with Magnus, right, the god of sorcery. Magnus withdrew from the creation of the world at the last second, though it cost him dearly. What is left of him on the world is felt and controlled by mortals as magic. One story says that while the idea was thought up by Lorcan, it was Magnus who created the schematics and diagrams needed to construct the mortal plane. He's sometimes represented by an astrolabe, a telescope, or more commonly a staff. Cyrodiilic legends say he can inhabit the bodies of powerful magicians and lend them his power. Associated with Zurin Arctus, the Underking. Malakath, or the god of curses. Malkath is the reanimated Dungneos Tridamac, a somewhat weak but vengeful Daedra. Starkale say he is also Malak, the god king of the orcs. Always test the Dunmer for physical weakness. Maluk, Horde King, an enemy god of the Ra Gada, led the goblins against the Red Guards during the First Era. Fled east when the army of the Hunding overtook his goblin hordes. Moloch, or Malakath, an orcish god. Moloch troubled the heirs of King Harald for a long time. Fled east after his defeat at the Battle of Dragonwall, around year 660 in the First Era. His rage was said to fill the sky with a sulfurous hatred, later called the Year of Winter in Summer. Mara, goddess of love, nearly universal goddess. Origin started in mythic times as a fertility goddess. Skyrim, Mara is a hind maiden of kind. In the Empire, she is mother goddess. She is sometimes associated with Nier of the Anuad, the female principle of the cosmos that gave birth to creation. Depending on the religion, she's either married to Akatosh or Lorcan or the concubine of both. Wow, talk about God's own bicycle. Uh, Meru and Stagon, god of destruction. Popular Daedric power, he is associated with natural dangers like fire, earthquakes, and floods. In some cultures, though, Dagon is merely a god of bloodshed and betrayal. He's an especially important deity in Morrowind, where he represents his near inhospitable terrain. Mafala, or also known as Androgene. Mafala is the web spinner, or the spider god. In Morrowind, he, she was the ancestor that taught 
Shimmer the skills they would need to evade their enemies or to kill them with secret murder. The enemies were numerous in those days since the Shimmer were a small faction. Ishi, along with Boethia, organized the clan systems that eventually became the basis of the great houses. He or she founded the Morag also called the Anticipation of Vivek. Molag Ball, the god of skeins, king of rape. Dejic power of much importance in Morrowind. There, he is always the arch enemy of Boethia, the prince of plots. He is the main source of the obstacles to the Dunmer and preceding Chimera people. In the legends, Molag Ball always king tries to. Rape? Yes, yes. Wow, he must be great at parties. With without the lampshade. Anyway, Mogla always tries to set the bloodlines of the houses or otherwise ruin the merry purity. A race of super monsters said to live in Molag Amur are the result of his seduction of Vivek during the previous era. Morahaz, or the first breath of man, an ancient cultural hero god of the Syro Nordics. Legend portrays him as the talk that is the taker of the citadel. An act of mythic times that established human control over the valley heartland. He is often associated with Nordic powers of the Thum, and therefore with Kinnereth. Morhua, or the Teat god, a Yakutan fertility goddess, fundamental deity in the Yakutan pantheon and the favorite of tall papa's wives. Still worshipped in various areas of Hammerfell, including Shows Makai. Morhua is always portrayed as forearmed so that she can grab more husbands. Wow. Nerevar, or the God Killer, the Chimeric King of Resdane, the Golden Age of Old Veloth. Slain during the Battle of Red Mountain, Nerevar was the herald of the Triune Way and is the foremost of the saints of the Dimeri faith. He is said to have killed Dumak, the last dwarven king, and feasted on his heart. Nice. I like, I like him already. Anzi! Or the Bone Shaver, notable warrior god of the Akudan Ragada. Ansi taught mankind how to pull their knives into swords. Orki, or the Old Knocker. Ha! A lone god of the Nords, who seemed to have taken up his worship during a merry rule about Mora. Nords believed they once lived as long as elves until Orki appeared. And through heathen treachery, he fooled them to a bargain that bound them to the Count of Winters. At one time, legends say, Nords only had a lifespan of six years due to Orki's foul magic. Shore showed up, though, and through unknown means, removed the curse, throwing most of it into the nearby orcs. Fenaster, a hero god of the Somerset Isles, who taught the Almer how to naturally live another hundred years by using a shorter walking stride. Rajin, footpad, thief god of the Khajiiti who grew up in the black Kyrgyz section of Senchal, the most famous burglar in Elsewhere's history. Rajin is also said to have stolen a tattoo from the neck of Empress Kintyra as she slept. Riemann, the Cyrodiil. A culture god hero of the Second Empire, Riemann was the greatest hero of the Akaveri Trouble. Indeed, he convinced the invaders to help him build his own empire and conquered all of Tamriel except for Morrowind. He instituted the rite of becoming emperor, which included the ritual Gius to the Amulet of Kings. Gius, that's another fancy word for quest. A soul gem of immense power. His dynasty was ended by the Dunmeri Moragtang at the end of the First Era, also called the Worldly God. The Riddlethar, or Two Moons Dance. The cosmic order deity of the Khajiiti, 
The riddle Thar was revealed to elsewhere by the prophet Rid Tharidatta, the main. The riddle Thar is more a set of guidelines by which to live than a single entity. But some of his avatars like to appear as humble messengers of the gods, also known as the sugar god. Rutga, or Tall Papa, chief deity of the Akutan pantheon. Rutga, or more commonly known as Tall Papa, was the first god to figure out how to survive the hunger of Satakal. Following his lead, the other gods learned the walkabout, Shank, or a process by which they could persist beyond one lifetime. Tall Papa set the stars in the sky to show lesser spirits how to do it, how to do this too. When there are too many spirits to keep track of, though, Rutga created a helper out of the dead skin of past worlds. This helper is Set, who later creates the world of mortals. Sadakal, or the world skin, the Yukudan god of everything. A fusion of the concepts of Inu and Padome. Basically, Sadakal is much like the Nordic Alduin, who destroys one world to begin the next. In Yukudan mythology, Sadakal had done, and still does, this many times over, a cycle which prompted the birth of spirits that could survive the transition. These spirits ultimately became the Yakutan pantheon, a popular god of the Alakir nomads. Shogarath, yes, the mad god. The fearful obeisance of Shogarath is widespread and is found in most Tamriel quarters. Contemporary sources indicate that his roots are in Almeria creation stories. Therein he is born when Lorcan, divine spark, is removed. One crucial myth calls him the Sith-shaped hole of the world. Wow. Shior, or the bad man. In Brethany, the bad man is the source of all strife. He seems to have started as the god of crop failure, but modern theologians agree that he is a demonized version of the Nordic Shore, born during the dark years after the fall of Sarthal. And Sep, the snake, the Yakutan version of Lorcan. Sep is born when Tall Papa creates someone to help him regulate the spirit trade. Sep, though, is driven crazy by the hunger of Sadakal, and he convinces some of the gods to help him make an easier alternative to the walkabout. This, of course, is the world as we know it, and the spirits who followed Sep become trapped here to live out their lives as mortals. Sep is punished by Tall Papa for his transgressions, but his hunger lives on as a void in the stars, a non-space that tries to upset mortal entry into the far shores. And I'm going to end it here. Part three will be next week. And I want to say thanks to the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, Elder Scrolls Wiki, and the Imperial Library for all the information. Again, if you like what you're hearing here, this is a excerpt from the book, in-game book, Faith Tamriel, Varieties of Faith in the Empire by Brother Mikhail Karkuxar. Stay tuned. Part three is next week. Wow. Again, Lou, fantastic job. Thank you so much for doing all the work that, that is required to put something like this together. I mean, uh, last week, this week, and now next week with part three, I mean, this is just, um, this is, uh, this is unbelievable. This is really awesome. So thank you very, very much for, you know, taking the time out and, and putting this together. I think this is probably like the most um, ambitious one that you've, you've ever done. Yeah, when I first started this, I couldn't believe uh, just how much information is out there. And to think after how many, oh God, 10 plus years, this entire path of all these all these cultures, man. <laughs> it, mm. it was nice to see it actually put it in one place. Great. Okay, um, so we are, we are moving on to our, our final segment 
of of the evening that would that would be chock full of of information and that is that is your emails but first but wait there's more and the more is I've this I've been looking for you got something i'm supposed to deliver your hands only <sighs> I think Dave said he wanted to hear that again I've been looking for you got something i'm supposed to deliver your hands only Yep, this is Skyrim. Say it four more times, and I'll try to get away from you. I've been oh, wait. for you. Stop me for something I'm supposed to deliver. Damn time. Hands only. What? I reverted a save? Oh, look, you went back to give me another letter. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking for you. Got something Damn I'm it. supposed to deliver. Your hands only. <laughs> I love Dave. Dave's awesome. All right, this um this email it's it's a bit longer than than what we usually like to put into the show. <clears throat> and we we do actually we we actually do that. Um if you write us like a really long email, we actually won't put it into the show cuz we want to give people a chance to put their their to get their email on the show. Uh we do get a lot of emails every single week and we do look for ones that are, you know, not very very long, but this guy Osgand, uh, he he sent us an email that I didn't think that we could we could not ignore because it, it directly yes. addresses something that we spoke about last week, and I think he brings up some pretty interesting things. So, um, Osgand says, "Hey, is ESOTR crew and Dave?" Ah, <laughs> uh, that automatically got him on. I don't care what came after it. <laughs> yeah, that's how, if you want to know how to get your email read, uh, include Dave and the ESOTR crew or something about shank sucking. Cause usually those are the things that, that get a <laughs> email appreciated. Yeah. Now, now you know that, that we're going to, we're going to be getting, uh, that's all we're going to get now. So <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, Osgan starts off and says last week, y'all addressed a listener email concerning weather effects. Y'all shot down most points for reasons of technical difficulty. However, as I've learned in my three years of modeling and animation for games is that visual effects can be easily faked and still look amazing. Yes. This, what proceed, what comes after this, what follows, I am, I'm very happy to, to learn some of this stuff. I, I learned and I want you to hear what he has to say. Oscan goes on and says, Foliage changing color with the seasons is just a timed hue and saturation adjustment. Depending on the texture management, this can be done very quickly. Every mod I've seen that adds this to a game has been a fairly small file. Iced over rivers and lakes only requires a single added polygon per waterway. It wouldn't require melt or freeze physics. It could just spawn during a low traffic time or a maintenance closure or something like that. Individual polygons, no matter how large, don't take a noticeable toll on resources. In games, even as old as Morrowind, I can add a solid cube the size of Balmora with collision with no hit to render time or frame rate as long as it's a low as long as it is low poly. One of the first things you learn as a modeler and animator is that poly size doesn't matter so much as poly count seasonal crops and plants only takes a simple timed spawn. Again, this could be implemented during a maintenance closure or as a player loads into a zone. 
As for slowing a player or mob with something like mud, unless Zoss has something, unless Zoss has some weird convoluted code, it should be a simple contact detection or distance script, much like how soul and sand, soul sand affects anything that touches it in Minecraft or how ice spells affect speed in Skyrim. Damage from things like hail and rain lightning strikes can be as simple as adding a damage over time modifier or as complex as adding collision to individual hailstones. Either way, from a gameplay standpoint, it wouldn't be very fun and probably won't be added. Finally, fog and snow blindness. This could be done by adding a filter to the player camera, adding volumetric fog with something else to affect NPC and mob line of sight, or even 2D sprites that always face the camera with fog painted onto them and a lowered opacity, much like how the leaves in Oblivion work. I, I just hear like, I just hear a shank. He's like, do you, do you, are you, are you getting married? And I don't care. <laughs> I realize all of this together may be difficult to implement, but if ESO's engine was made smartly, it is possible that it could be done very easily. Now that I'm through being technical, I've got a question about the actual game. Now that you're done teaching oh, okay. us, he's asking us questions. <laughs> Osgan, we should be asking you questions. <laughs> How big are the cities in ESO compared to other Elder Scrolls games? Are they Riften sized or more on par with Imperial City from Oblivion? Great show, guys. You too, Shank. Osgan. All right, Shank. Um, you're kind of like, you know, squealing. You've got something. Why don't you give it to us? Uh, he makes great points. Um, I really like the detail he goes into. I really, being a technophile, I really appreciate this detail. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes a lot of this stuff makes a lot of sense, especially the the poly count versus poly size. That I mean, I completely agree. <laughs> that with blew that. me away. That absolutely blew me away. Well, I I did not know that. Yeah, and it's it's one of the reasons actually Rise had to lower their poly count in some of their characters because poly count actually takes a lot of resources to uh, to to render and to basically do all the physics of whatever compute calculations on there. But I really, really, really I'm paying attention to the fog and snow blindness. I love this. I think first of all, sprites suck. Don't if you are a game developer, don't use sprites. It they suck. They look fake. They're terrible. They make the game look really, really cheap. Just don't do it. Just don't. Just don't do it. If you're thinking about it, don't do it. Volumetric fog, yay! That's awesome. If you make it physics based, so it actually manipulates uh, with uh, yeah. you know if someone's walking. What? I gotta get in on this after Shank's done. Yeah. If if they if they made volumetric fog. Dude, I would freaking love that. And as well as individual hailstone collisions, that's a lot of I mean, you're talking about that's a that's that's a lot. That's a, basically that's a lot of compute that he's talking about, like with all the, the individual hailstones having their own nap mesh or not nap mesh, but their own uh, contact. That's that's a lot. They should do this. Um Osgant, you, sir, have earned my huge G award for the week. Oh my. So um congratulations. Wow. And uh, don't use sprites because I hate them. I think the last time someone earned a huge G award on the show from Shank was a few weeks ago, and it might have been a developer. I think it was, actually. <laughs> <laughs> how, how you doing over there, Road? You hanging in? I'm here. We're and... almost done, my friend. We're almost done. Dave, you said you got something. What is that? Yeah. 
I completely agree with everything being able to be swapped over during a maintenance. Stuff like that, that's easy. Uh, seasonal crops, changing in colors of, of foliage, even adding a, a poly to, to block off a river as if it was frozen over, that's all simple. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about a game being created for computers expecting to be able to be played reasonably on a computer that's five years old. That's what they're aiming for. Because of that, volumetric fog would not be a reasonable thing to add to a game. Also, fogs I've seen in games like Rift, Sotor, fogs are a problem. They've never worked out well unless they're volumetric fogs, which are beautiful. And the problem is is that you can't implement them right in extremely low-end computers. Computers five years ago. The problem being is that they they don't they don't lay right. You don't get the nope. full feel of them. They look like a piece of, of of plastic was laid over, and if you look at it right, oh, it's fog. If you look at it wrong, it's a piece of plastic. You know, it, it just doesn't look right. So another few things that it could be a problem here is that what we spoke about last week, last, when we were talking about this, was that effects could happen in real time. The reason they're not going to implement things like Lakes freezing is exactly what was spoken about here. It's very difficult to add in real-time melting and freezing effects. That's not going to happen, especially not on a a computer that can't handle it. Um, As for what was there was another one that I saw. Uh, Hail physics, yeah. Hail physics. (laughs) If you've ever played Minecraft, which was what brought up in here, on a server that has less than, or two gigs of uh, memory or less, hell, five gigs, try getting in the middle of a major build while it's trying to save any type of major build while it's raining. Try to do any type of large-scale group effort while it's raining. Good luck. Because it doesn't work. Honestly, as I said last time, and I'll say it again, this all could be in an MMO. They're building this MMO for computers five years ago because they want people to be able to get in and play. As for what we will be able to see five years from now, this could be a totally different story, and I hope that people like this dude, the uh, Osgund, I hope people like him are the people I'm buying games from five years from now. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and let's be clear, a lot of this stuff are is already in single-player games. It's just that... Well, it's with, a lot easier in a single-player well, exactly, game. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the thing is that, as Dave said, yes, this is targeting computers that are five years old. Five-year-old computers, the volumetric fog thing, no way. But, uh, you know, because like, the thing is, like, from what I've learned from you guys, is that MMOs do... They have frequent patches, and they bring about changes... So I can very, you make a good point, I can see in five years from now this MMO having this kind of stuff and saying, hey, well, here's patch, whatever. I sort of want to, I sort of want to, you know, call on, on uh, Road over here. Uh, don't you remember that Swotor had a patch very similar where they, they actually, and this was, this was back in the spring, they added a, um, a, uh, a thing to... <laughs> have transparent like leaves so that light would go through the leaves 
Subsurface yeah. scattering on leaves, dude. Are you serious? Oh my god. Yeah, that was uh, that was tacked on with all their uh, their their second batch of shadow readjustments to make shadows less blocky. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I remember the last well. one, their first one. It did. Oh, it... that was awful. <laughs> Let me guess, they made the shadows all on CPU and not on GPU. Dude, it killed it killed your comp just to run the yeah. damn game. It, it needed. You had it, to it, actually get yeah. in and immediately set yourself to the lowest renderer just to play it. It needed some, some hardcore. Fixed all the yeah. problems. Yeah. And, and you know it wasn't geared toward optics for multi-core support. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. He's right. Um, all right, so we've got uh, two more emails. This one comes from Mark. Please, Lou, regale us. All right. Next email is from Mark. Mark writes in, Hello, ESO TR crew. Hello, Mark. I was thinking about ESO a lot lately in all the MMOs I played. One thing that I know that is a big part of the role-playing part of MMOs is in-game marriage. Look at the huge All the big MMO people have had them, mainly in WoW and EverQuest. <clears throat> Skyrim, you can get married most NPCs. My question is, do you think that they will have something in the game to give player benefits like Skyrim? Thank you very much for your time. It's Mark. Hmm. Well, I remember them. Remember Zoff releasing a uh, a piece, what, several weeks ago about this very question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe not benefits, but yes, you will be able to marry other players. The question the is, is are we going to be able to get their benefits from work if we do that? I mean, tax breaks? On... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you imagine it? Oh my god. <laughs> I can only imagine the healthcare in a realm like Tamriel. Uh, very short life expectancies. Yeah, it's probably very, very inexpensive. <laughs> that would be a great job to have, though. Peddling healthcare insurance right at the gates to entering the realm to Serial. Yes. I got married in Rift and she's still following me around. <laughs> oh no! Don't tell that to Chiz. I, I, I... <laughs> she's, she's probably <laughs> she's in the chat room, Dave. <laughs> she's gonna kick my butt for that. Yeah, well, she we're is. probably gonna see you grounded pretty soon. So I you know, know. prepare for it. I mean, domestic incident reports being filled out in our QGN Mumble channel. <laughs> uh... Uh, so, uh, Lou, I mean, uh, was that it? Was that that was your? your... Oh, uh, I was gonna say, yeah, yeah, Mark, yeah, you will. They will have marriage in the game. And for, you know, obviously Elder Scrolls has a big role-playing community. Um, and I, I think some of the benefits I, I'd like to see if they did, you know, if they brought it in there was, uh, for one thing, the most obvious, well, for me, your surname, okay? Like, who's you gonna, who, which one are you going to choose, okay? <laughs> uh, change your surname to the other player that you're marrying, okay? A lot of players find that, I guess, cute and, and, and role. Um, I guess dual access to whatever houses you have if there's in-game housing. Um, heck, let's make it let's let's make it hard even more. <laughs> access to the in-game bank, a shared bank. Can you imagine? Each player has own individual bank, but you can create one. You know, like a joint account. Mm. You know? Oh God, divorces! You can have slot one through three. I get four through six. <laughs> You, know, you can go crazy Wrong. with the ideas, uh, the many different things they can do with this to make this you know more appealing and again appeal to the role playing crowd. You know, even like you know wearing the same outfits, you know, like some couples do, which is totally uncool. But you know, it happens. <laughs> and it should not happen. 
Yes, it should not happen. Okay? Bam's okay. wearing the entire same clothing. should not happen. Dave. I'll text, I'll text her. I'll text her and tell her to send the, the shirts back, okay? You know, I thought they'd be cute that they were going to match. But whatever. You know, whatever. Whatever. I'm sure Chiz burned them already for you. All right. I'm sure that happened. Uh, Dave, our serial emailer, Jack A. Oh, God. The dude again? Has, has, uh, has emailed us. Yet again, and uh, and again, and again, and again, and it <laughs> it's always great to hear from Jack. He actually emailed us twice while we've been doing the show. Really? Just, he did. Yes, he did. And I, I look forward to featuring maybe one of these emails on next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This says Jack uh, A. Jack A. Dear ESOTR and Dave. <laughs> hey, it's Jack A again. During episode 89, you guys spoke about the Elder Scrolls recipe that has been working just fine the past three games. Well, to be honest, I want variety in TES-6, not just Daedric Quests, Brotherhood, Thieves, etc. But does TES expect me to believe that no one has thought to create any new guilds in the past millennium? The only real new major guild that Skyrim introduced was Dawnguard, and that will carry over from the from this point forward, joining the tradition that the cookie-cutter TES guilds have had since forever. I want new avenues to explore, not just retelling of the Dark Brotherhood and that beaten dead horse, that, though an incredibly fun dead horse, <laughs> but do you see anything surprising in the next... surprising you in the next retelling of the Brotherhood? Probably not. I want something new... Something where I'll turn the corner and not expect what's what's around the corner. Thanks, Jack A. Um, I I have a sort of answer for this. Okay. Um, if we look back at the lore, um, I'm pretty sure. Well, okay. So let's let's look at what we know first. We know that the uh, Elder Scrolls Online takes place in the second era. I think five eighty three or four or something like that um, during a period called the Interenium. And we also know that the Dark Brotherhood was actually formed around Second Era 250-something. So it's been about 300-ish years since the formation of the Dark Brotherhood to the timeline of Elder Scrolls Online. What that means to me as a player is that it is still a growing guild. It is a very still a much in its not so much infancy, but it's 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 very early on in its uh, in its growth. So I think I don't think it will be necessarily a retelling of the Brotherhood. I see it more as it's it's part of the origin story of the Brotherhood. So I personally I'm very excited to see how they treat this well, with respect to the lore um, and the canon. And I'm I'm sure Lauren Schick already knows this already, but I I think it would be really cool to see you know, the the formation of how exactly the guild started to get going and how they, you know, after the first listener, after her affair with Sithis or whatever, I think that'd be really cool. I think it's there's a lot of potential for that. Okay. Um that is that is it. It is it is the uh it is the bottom of the show and time for the top of our, our thoughts. Um we we've had by the way, uh chat room, YouTube podcast listener thank you for hanging out with us this entire time this has been a behemoth of an episode and uh we we really had some some fantastic discussions here i mean from 
from the video that we covered, which offered some fantastic stuff to to uh, to to listeners. The uh, designing the skill lines, and uh, even you know, we we spoke about the heavy armor concept and all, and including you know the, the off the the off uh, side conversation about PVE PVP and um, and you know. Zenimax needing to get a little of that end game PVE discussion out there. Your emails, the mod challenge, you know, the Elder Scroll. I mean, this has been one one heck of a show, and um, I think it's been a fantastic one. Um, I want to start with uh, with Road, who has been an unbelievable guest. I'm getting I'm getting people. I'm I'm not kidding you. Like I had someone come to me, text me from QGN, saying that you were you were unbelievable. That you were like a fantastic guest. Hold on a second. I'm gonna actually gonna read this out to you. Um, Road is awesome. <laughs> oh, and you are. You this did. Is dangerous. My ego is going to inflate, and it's already huge at this point. Oh, don't do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, keep it under control, man. Thanks. Thanks for coming. By the way, um, I definitely. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, you know, it was it was it was great having you. You know, we you and I hung out for um, what was it? Toro Cast, right? Yes, we did. Uh, you you asked me to come on to a Toro Cast episode. You know, Swotor Reforged is is coming back. It's in the works. Um, I I'd, I'd love to have you on on that. You know, as as you would like. You know, guest on that. You can guest on this as well. The door is open. You can come anytime. You know, thank you so much for being here. Uh, what what's some of your final thoughts on some of the stuff that we discussed? I think it'd be too obvious to say the game needs to be out now. Mm. I want to get my hands, and maybe not even just out. I would love just even open beta. I want to get my hands on this. I want to experience it. I want to start my adventure, or being that it's me behind the wheel, the misadventure that would be the Naked Nord, and... I want to see how many people I can really disappoint in the long run. <laughs> With your naked Fabio? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but but seriously, this game looks like it, it has the, the great possibility for greatness. And unfortunately, I still I have to be on the fence for it until I can see it for myself. But with content drops like what we've had this last week or so... It's done nothing but really garner more love for me. So I'm I'm hopeful. Dave, final thoughts. Just one follow-up to the, the PvE, PvP discussion we had a little bit earlier. Number one, there does need to be more PvE talk. There isn't any at the moment. We need PvE in-game. There's no doubt about it. But as for what they should make this game, whether it should be a PvE game or a PvP game... Neither of those are going to keep it alive. Because there's always going to be something better. There's only one thing that's going to keep this game alive. And that's the lore. Those are the people who you need to go after. Zenimax. Those are your faithful who are going to keep this game living forever. And Lou. Well, a couple of things. Uh, I That character progression video, I would ask us to keep making those. Again, it was short, simple, very direct, uh, very explanatory, and if, you know, if they really want to start talking more about, you know, the other game systems, other developments in the game, it's a great way of expressing it, of showing it out to the crowd, and 
uh, it's something that you know is really going to help. I think garner more interest uh, for the game. Uh, second thing, again, I'm on board with uh, with Dave and others. You know, wrote you know, there's got to be more talk now on the PVE side of the house. Okay, again, we've got PVP. We know it's out there. We, we've got a you know a good grasp of it at this point. Don't push it off, but you know what? You got to show us now more of the PVE side. All right, you've, now you've got to start appealing to the MMO crowd. Uh, I wouldn't say time is short, but you know time is you know at this point it's not their friend. Okay, keep it constant with the information, and now give us the PVE stuff. You know if you got it, put it out there. You know don't hold back. Just let us know what's going on. And Shank. Um, I, I have to sort of agree with uh, with Road here um, that you know I I, I still and um, some of the uh, the Elder Scrolls uh, players that I, that I also know um, still on the fence because we need uh, uh, like I, I'm I'm the type of person that actually needs to see it and be able to push and prod and test it out you know stretch the limits of the game so. Um, I have to agree with Road until I can actually like you know get my hands on it. Like for example, uh, if they if they open it to like an open beta where like there's everyone can just you know get their hands on it and talk about their experiences and stuff. I think that'd be that would be very helpful and uh, just keep the information coming. I mean, if we see like a video a week, um, that'd be awesome. Okay, uh, gentlemen. Take a bow. Every one of you have performed fantastically and admirably, and I obviously would not be able to to do this without you chat room. Thank you so much for, for being here, for weighing in on, on some of these topics. Um, I think the progression video was a lot of stuff that we had already known, but it was, it was stuff that we needed to be said in the way that it was said. And I think that was the most important takeaway from that video. Uh, here we are at the end of the year and, uh, we're very, very close to elder scrolls online, you know, four or five months, six at the extreme most. Um, assuming of course they don't hold the game back, uh, again. And, and I, th I think we sort of need something in a big way to say like, this is, this is the way you're going to level up your character because that's, that's one of the ways that keeps us interacting with the game on a personal level. That is the ultimate bone, um, in front of us, the ultimate carrot on the stick in front of us. We're always trying to get to that next level. And then of course, once, once end level hits, there's always something else. Um, this is something that we need to be familiar with, uh, you know, and um, and understand before we ever get into the game. And I, I definitely think this is the right information at the right time in the right way. Um, tomorrow is is Elder Scrolls Alliance ESO Alliance with Andrew from Tamriel Foundry, Kyle from Shoddycast, myself. We've got we've got Road from Tisocast guest hosting. There he Evan is. Hart represent representing representing the the naked nord and uh <laughs> and uh we will be interviewing nick conkle we're going to go through this information again uh the video and all that and then we're going to turn right around and we're going to say nick conkle l l conk um xyz question 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 what do you think question 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 so it's gonna be it's gonna be fantastic do not miss it 7 p.m tomorrow friday that is hold on uh was that december 6th Sixth, yep yeah okay so evening yeah. star the sixth uh 7 p.m 
right here on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. If you miss out on it, you are not allowed to call yourself an Elder Scrolls fan. I swear to you, I will not allow you to do it. Here's the QGN community segment uh, for all of you out there listening, downloading, subscribing. Thank you so much. We do this for you. Check up on the latest and greatest in Elder Scrolls news, general gaming, and how to uh, how to join our wonderful growing community. It all starts at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. ElderScrollsOffTheRecord.com. Email the show at ElderScrollsOffTheRecord at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter. This show's got a Twitter. We tweet. It tweets every single day, by the way, to let you know what the day, what the day is in Tamriel. You can follow that at Elder Scrolls OTR. I am Avarwin. You can follow me at Avarwin. That is E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. Lou. Lou. Right there. Hi, Lou. He's at GamerGuy11B. That's G-A-M-E-R-G-U-Y-1-1-B. As in boy or B as in bravo. Dave, who once ate a sandwich, an entire one, is at D-Enforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. And Shank, Shank is at Shank Tank, that is S-H-A-N-K-T-H-T-A-N-K, and leave off the last E for savings on little boy shorts. There's a joke going on right now in in the notes in our Google Doc. I won't say what it is. What? Apparently, Dave wears boy shorts. I do. You do. And they're not mine. Road, where where can we where can we rate, hate, and subscribe to TisoCast, and where can we follow you? Well, if you'd like to see any of our episodes, uh, past or present, of TisoCast, you can find those at twonkhammer.com, T-W-O-N-K-H-A-M-M-E-R.com. Or if you'd like to get hold of me, you can send all those emails with hate mail or whatever to road at twonkhammer.com. And if you'd like to stalk me on the Twitter, you can find me at that road guy. Road, what other what other shows does? I mean, I know you do you do TisoCast. It's a fantastic show. You've got a really awesome team behind you. Um, what what other shows does Twonkhammer produce? Well, along with TisoCast, we also have the Bandhammer, which is our general gaming podcast. And I will preface it with uh, definitely not safe for work. Absolutely not safe for work. But uh, if you're into that kind of thing, it's pretty fun. Chaos ensues every single episode. Aside from that, we also run uh, Torocast, Star Wars The Old Republic's longest-running fan podcast, which I am also the lead host of, uh, which you can find at Torocast.com. Or you can also listen to our latest show, which is called Cleanse, Purge, Kill, which is a Warhammer 40K The Eternal Crusade podcast hosted by myself and one other guy. So it's uh, lots of stuff on my docket. Oh, all right. You sound uh, as busy as I am. <laughs> yeah, I know the feeling, man. I really do. <laughs> Uh, questgamingnetwork.com. You can, you, you can get Jesus, man. I mean, uh, everything, everything is at questgamingnetwork.com from all of our, our, uh, breaking news articles regarding general gaming, including, um, some, some amazing, some amazing editorial articles by all of our writers. We've got a team of writers every single day. These guys are posting out Monday to Friday. They're posting an editorial now. Plus all of those those uh, breaking uh, breaking news stories as well. Right at questgamingnetwork.com. 
They're doing some amazing stuff. You guys need to check this out. Read what's going on. Support these guys because they're extremely intelligent. They're extremely knowledgeable. They're very well experienced, and they know what's up. And you're going to want to listen to what some of these guys have to say. Shank, you've got a, you've got a. Uh, uh, by, hold on, Dave is part of the the news team now. He's he's got a brand new thing going on. I, I try not to advertise it. Yeah, I'm not, but I don't want anyone to know I'm slumming it. Your first. Shank. Wow, you know what? You're a well, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's your Bradford's first? Bradford's going to be hating on you. Your, second? your first editorial oh, just posted Bradford, today, right? Can we just say real quick on air how great Bradford is? Yes, excess. that dude sat down with me on his lunch break, gave his lunch break to help me finish my first article that went up today. That man is great. Thank you so much, Bradford. He is the man. This is why he is the the uh, news director for Quest Gaming Network because he is the man. What's what's your what's your article about this week, Dave? Well, the first one is uh, Final Fantasy VIII has released and is now on Steam. I gave this quick write up about it. Y'all can check it out on QuestGamingNetwork.com. And Shank, what about you? What's your what's your editorial about this week? Uh, so I have a weekly editorial that goes up every Thursday morning. Um, this week happens to be it's on Quest Gaming Network. It happens to be about the. Um, technological backbones of consoles and PC and why I'm slightly concerned for the next five years. It's a controversial read um, because I'm never controversial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, never. To go, go to questgamingnetwork.com, uh, check it out, comment. If you hate it, let me know. If you like it, let me know. It uh, should be a fairly interesting read nonetheless. Awesome. You can, And again, you can get all, all different kinds of, of articles from all different kinds of guys weighing in on on this stuff at questgamingnetwork.com elder scrolls off the record.com features features news articles and editorials uh, specifically for Ed- elder scrolls fans as well so don't be afraid to to jump over there and and take a little a little gander um and again you know you're going to want to fo- uh, follow at elder scrolls otr to uh to to get that and also at quest gaming um, in order to get all of our tweets, when we do post an article, it'll be also uh, tweeted from from Quest Gaming at Quest Gaming. Uh, if you like our show, please support us. You can donate to our show. Any amount is is obviously extremely appreciated and uh, would be would be wonderful. Um, if you're in if you're in our Twitch channel right now, twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. You can just click on the little PayPal button right down there, a uh, little PayPal button, and uh, you can use that to donate if you if you are on our websites on the right hand side of the screen should be a donate button as well you can you can donate through that means uh ten dollars gets a special mention if you prefer it all right please let us know which show you would like for us to shout you out on uh any amount obviously like i said donated is a big help for the network and ten dollars will get you that special mention so if you are donating ten dollars or more please please let us help you advertise yourself and just toss in a little mention in the comment section there and we'll we'll advertise you. Uh, follow all of our other shows. Rift Off the Record Live happens Sundays at 7 p.m. and you can follow them at Rift OTR. Dungeon Quest. We just wrapped up our first season a couple of weeks ago. We're going to be doing a Christmas special. You can follow that at DQ Podcast. Christmas special. Christmas special. Which day, by the way, I may I may ask you to help me write. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Because I'm drawing blanks. I'm now a writer on the writing staff. Who's better than Shank? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Actually, probably. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, totally Heroes. Shank. Yay. Shank writes and does a fantastic job writing Totally Heroes. I have the privilege of hosting that show Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern time right here again live on twitch.tv forward slash quest gaming network. But Shank is really the brains of that show. You could follow that show, Totally Heroes, at Totally Heroes. Totally. Totally. It's an awesome show. So we much just community engagement on that show. I love it. It's fantastic. Uh, we just did, Totally Heroes just did um, a, a special for the Xbox launch. One. Xbox mm-hmm. One. Before yes. that, we had a launch special for PS4. Yeah. It's a general gaming show. We talk about news that happened that week, and we really engage with the chat room. Um, and they weigh in quite a bit at Totally Heroes again Mondays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this is the this is the community segment, and you can you can jump into our forums. We have forums, guys, and if you're part of our community, jump in the forums, weigh in, register with Middle Earth Network, and start chatting on our forums. And you can go there by following this link. It is QuestGamingCommunity.com. QuestGamingCommunity.com is our forums. Register with Middle Earth Network. And join in on the discussion. Like this show on Facebook at facebook.com elder, facebook.com forward slash Elder Scrolls Off the Record. And, of course, check out all of our gaming videos, how-to guides, and podcasts live yet again at twitch.tv forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Be sure to follow us so if we ever, you know, when we go live, you'll, you'll get the notification immediately. Um, check out or check out any... Any of the videos that you may have missed we're, are going to show up on our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Quest Gaming Network. Please subscribe to us on YouTube, on Stitcher, on iTunes. Please subscribe to us on on the uh, twitch.tv as well. It helps us tremendously. Gentlemen, anything else to weigh in on? I don't want Dave back. Mm. <gasps> So you know what? Right Just for that, Ivarwin, check your cell phone. Oh my! Oh, well, there's a there's a. Oh yeah, there. I have a I have a text message here. Uh, so so Shank, I just want to let you know that you're you're pretty terrible. You know, Road was doing great, um, but conversely, you're you stink. And we had some QGM members that that say basically, uh, Shank sucks. I was curious you say that. I just got a text messages text message from one Dave Adams. Yes. Um, it is a quite an explicit picture. I shall leave it at that. Oh, okay. With I a heart. On it. So, yeah. He texted you a picture of his cat then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Alice Girls Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with the Middle Earth Network. Time to say goodbye, gentlemen, and we'll start with Lou. Good night, everyone. Thank you all for being here. A big thanks to Road for being here with us. Thank you very much, kind sir, for joining us. You're very welcome. Dave? Have a great one, everybody. Foos Rota. Shank? Till next time, guys. Shadow hide you. And Road? I was going to think of something we need to say, but instead I think I'll just take an arrow to the knee. Okay. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Be safe. And may the foos be with you. Lightsaber jerk.
Skyrim Kira. <laughs> <laughs>